Hey, producer Mel here. Can you believe we're up to season three of this shit? You're listening to the Drunkard United Football Show. Oh, one take wonder. She got it. Freaking Bill O'Reilly. Wow. I'll do it live. I'll do it live. Look yeah. at her shimmying That's over right, there. Oh my goodness. The whole uh, Zoom got a very got a show there. She's very proud of herself, isn't she? She is. Hey, Whiskey, why don't you lead us into a third season? Let's start the show. Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is the anxiously excited Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing? Very excited. Yeah, footy's fucking back for yeah. real, like normal, actual. Well, uh, schedule's still a little jam-packed. <laughs> you know, we'll but get by. yes, football's back uh. after a sweet three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're recording at Studio H, just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with your footballing friends. Sam, if anybody wants to chat with us, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. On all the social medias, we are at the Football Show. It's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I'm sure we have a subreddit, but we haven't seen it yet. Uh, and then to get in touch via email, we are dfootballshow at gmail.com. Um, reach out. We love hearing from everybody. Had some great interaction over the last few weeks. Uh, and we really appreciate it. It's a lot of fun. We don't want to even know if there's a subreddit. Don't put that on the universe. <laughs> I just yeah. don't. I might start one now. We just, you just don't want that to happen. Uh, there's so, there's got to be something Mel. out there, I'm sure. No, 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 no. Yeah. Or you could just do, as I always like to say, and zoom your happy ass in here, which happens to be, for what I'm looking at, about a dozen fucking people here tonight to talk about their football clubs. Yeah, it does. I'm just trying to count, actually, what it is. I got five there, and then a full page of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven more. It is a dozen on the nose. How no, about that? There's another one. Thirteen. Okay, very good. Boom. Who you proud you of yourself? Skip? You're able to count? You're not going to say? No, I'm not going to say. Okay, I don't idea. want anybody to feel slighted. <laughs> Except Alan. I skipped Alan. So, just Same with myself, both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Sammy, what are we drinking? Yes, we have a lovely cocktail prepared by you, uh, but what it contains is uh, Mezcal Craneo, uh, which is an organic Mezcal artisanal, 100% Espadine Agave, 84 proof. Comes from a single village uh, art, um, artisanal mezcal distillery. Is forty five ninety nine to fifty ninety nine on the shelf. And why don't you tell us, uh, Ambassador Del Oaxaca, uh, <laughs> what uh, what is in your cocktail? Uh, excuse me, when you refer to me by my title, I ex- expect you to refer to me correctly. That would be Ambassador de Mezcal, 
De Oaxaca. From, from the Oaxacan government. Yes, yes. that uh, producer Mel is showing everybody on our Zoom meeting right now. That I tried that, to cover up with my flag, but yeah. couldn't get it all. Yeah, you know, you know your, your pro-Arsenal agenda cannot cover everything. <laughs> it cannot cover everything. So what I did was a variation of an El Diablo. Uh, an El Diablo is a tequila cocktail where you use um, cranberry juice, lime, a little bit of ginger ale, and tequila. So what I did here was use, I went with a smoked cherry Diablo. So this is the Craniel from from One Two Three Tequila Company. Uh, they do all organic stuff and pretty good stuff. But I wanted to do a nice smoky espadine, kind of traditional, with a little bit of a uh, rinamato, which is an Italian bitter, kind of the Goldilocks of bitters. It's not as soft as Aperol, but not as strong as Campari. Right. A little bit there, a little bit of aromatic bitters, some honey syrup that we used for the gold rushes a few weeks back. And then I also mixed in this um, great, fresh, dark cherry juice, and then also a little bit of uh, ginger beer to it as well. And a little bit of lemon juice, because obviously, you always want to add a little sour. But voila, that's the cocktail. Excellent. Excellent What else should we do there, Sam? We should probably drink responsibly. (laughs) How about that? Just just want to make sure you get that I was waiting to see if you were going to say something. By the way, if the show's not up until 11 tomorrow, it's because because of of this this. cocktail. It is very good. I might have to sleep here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, kids, let's do it. Let's have a great show. Have a good show, guys. Cheers to all of you on the Zoom. Oh, they're all cheersing back. What a great night. I'm so excited. For once, Mr. Graham... You get to go first. I get to open proceedings. And the reason is, is because we have to start with none of the rest of you all can say top of the league. Arsenal Football Club (laughs) welcoming in Simon Torres, the co-founder of uh, or co-chair, I'm sorry, of the Charm City Gooners. um, My personal club that I belong to uh, and the only guy on this Zoom or in this room besides me that knows what the hell he's talking about. So, Mr. Simon, why don't you tell us a little bit about our mighty Gooners? Good afternoon. Good evening, I should say. I haven't had that many drinks. Hello, producer Mel. Good to see everybody. What can I say about Arsenal? Um, a pretty shitty year ends on a really good note. Um, an FA Cup in the bag. Uh, we don't count the Community Shield, although it is a trophy, a piece of silverware to start this season. Jose counts it. He, he does. He does. Um, he should. I, I think that expectations for this team came crashing down to earth. Um, in the middle of last year, around Thanksgiving. Uh, I remember being on with you all about this time last year and predicting a top-four finish for Arsenal. Obviously, that did not happen. Um, thank you very much, Unai Emery. I think that the reset, especially after the restart, was exactly what this team needed. Arteta has a structure. He has a, um, They're in the process of, frankly, clearing out some dead weight and some people who don't need to be on the squad. I think that... Uh, you can see in every match, even the matches that don't go off well, that he has a plan. The players believe in that plan. I do not think that was the case with Unai Emery. I think that there was far more uh, internal griping than, than we have held, we've heard. I think Granit Xhaka's display at the end of the Palace game back in October and November, where he basically flipped off the crowd at the Emirates, was a culmination and was bubbling over of that frustration and the feeling that the manager didn't know what the hell he was doing and he didn't have his players back. I do not get that sense with Arteta. I think that the club is on an upward trajectory, and um, and we'll see where we go. Awesome. Thank you very much, my friend. Uh, you don't want to hit – again, everybody, this is when I tell Sam, make sure he reads all the notes ahead of time. I did read all There's, the notes. 
what is this blue thing? Well, at the everybody top got that. I figured okay. that they so, knew. Well, that means you, as a broadcaster, as a professional <laughs> broadcaster, lead your guest into Talent. those questions. Talent, my friend. Talent. Okay. Well, then be fucking talented for once. Okay. <laughs> um, obviously, we've made a few signings. What uh, What do you think those gentlemen are going to bring to our squad? I I really like um, both the Brazilians that we signed. I think Willian is going to give us. Um, some leadership, some steel in the midfield. I think that he's going to be a facilitator. I don't know how many goals he's going to score, but I think he might have been playing out of position in Chelsea, um, especially the, the back half of his career there. I, it'll be interesting to see whether or not he plays sort of a, a, a 10 hybrid, um, giving the ball to to um, Pepe and to Aubameyang. Um, I love the signings of uh, Gabriel Magales. I think that Arsenal needed to get a player like him and uh, like Saliba. So um, I also love that, that. I don't know if you can count Danny Ceballos as an addition, um, but he's coming back another year on loan from Real Madrid. I think he was an integral part of Arteta's midfield, and I think he makes Granit Xhaka a better player, and he makes the whole team a, a better team. So I, I love all three moves. Um, departures. I don't really know that there's one that I'm really stressed out about. I think the best departure for Arsenal, frankly, was Raul Yelly, the head of football, who was shown the door. Um, you knew that he was in trouble when the Cronkies appointed uh, Tim Lewis, who's a lawyer for a law firm in London, to join the board. You could pretty much count that Raul's days were numbered, and they were. The, the club, under his stewardship, if you can call that, um, radically transformed the way they recruit. They went from an analytics, data-driven process to the old style of who do you know and how do you know them? And that led to a lot of questions about how much they paid for players, who were they were targeting, what kind of agents they were in bed with. And and now he's gone. And I think the onus really does fall on Edu and on Arteta. And, you know, whether he's doing it overtly or sort of covertly, Miguel Arteta's, Miguel, I'm sorry, is remaking this team in his, in his mold. And six months in, he has an FA Cup to show for it. That gives him credibility that Unai Emery just never had. So, um, you know, I guess this is the part where I predict where we're going to finish. Well, real quick, right? I do have one question for you before you make your prediction. But uh, no so uh, that's good. <laughs> You're still getting it anyways. I just want to know, has Stan Kroenke uh, put forth the investment towards his esports division? For Mezzarotzel and his Fortnite uh, playing days, I just—I mean, if you're going to spend that much, much money on somebody, you might as well like put him in a gaming chair on like ESPN Five and play that instead of you know live soccer, but you know live football. Yeah, but but that's okay. Is that being taken care of already, Simon? I, you know, he's a little busy with the Rams. Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> once once they open that stadium, maybe his his uh, attention will be diverted back to the proper place, Mezzarotzel's Fortnite career, and and may he go to Saudi Arabia for. I'd take five quid for him right now. Frankly. <laughs> I'd pay five quid to, for them to take him right now. The uh, So that does bring us to the predictions. What do you think our boys are going to do this season, my friend? Um, I, I think there's the potential of a top four or there's a potential for 10th. Have to see how the new players adjust. What do you think? Um, I think I think top four should be the goal. I, I think that the top two are going to come down to Liverpool and Manchester United again. Um, as much as I hate to admit it, I think Chelsea has reloaded um, in pure Abramovich style. Um, I think that what comes the next year is really bunched. I think you have us. I think you have Manchester United. I think you have Tottenham. I think you have Wolves. I think top four is doable. I, I would not be disappointed if they didn't finish in top four, but I think they can get in top four. Excellent. Absolutely. Anything you'd like to plug or uh, anything you'd like to say to Big Sam for being such a dickhead? 
Oh, I love you guys. I love your show. Thank you for having me. It's good to see so many football fans, even even Gabe. Um, good luck to everybody this year, except for Tottenham. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> All right. Excellent. So next up for me, we have uh, Lindsay Williams, the chairwoman of the Maryland Lions Club and the uh, author of this. I don't have the sound cue. Oh. Come on, dude. I got six million things going on. She, she Just says, say it live, Liddy. Say it live, Lindsay. Was it bless your cotton socks? Yes, it was that we use okay, constantly. And, and fellow villainista, if you will, yes. Houston. Okay, yes. fellow villainista, I apologize. Um, your Highness, how are you doing this evening? <laughs> <laughs> nice one. I am really well. Thank you, guys. Um, you know, recovering from COVID. Luckily, doing well. I think... What helped my recovery was the last day of the season when we held on to that draw. And, uh, you know, me and producer Mel still can't believe it that we're here. Um, you know, that was definitely a crazy, crazy season and we a now crazy have a, ending. We now have a new tradition. Uh, I text oh, yes. Lindsay, I'll call you again in 10 minutes when we score. Yes. Yes. And so it works. It works. So that'll be season up. three bit. Got in it. the Premier League. Wonderful. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's great to be here. So the yeah, squad stays I, up. Um, so far, uh, what signings have you made to add to the team? So far, we've only got the one, um, Matty Cash uh, from uh, Knott's Forest. So, um, you know, ha- I heard he had a great season. Um, you know, those who were um, in the championship but now have come up, congrats. And I'm sure you guys can testify to that. Um, I think he is a good addition because I think one thing that definitely we lacked uh, last season was, was defense. And, um, you know, I, I hear a lot of people say, well, what the heck is John Terry doing? But, um, you know, I was on a great call with um, some ex-Villa players and, you know, they reminded everyone, you know, John Terry was not hired as a defensive coach. He was hired as an assistant manager. Um, but just a, a little aside there, John Terry, whether, whether you love him or hate him, you know, it's great to have him. But um, yeah, no, we're, we're um, glad to have Matty Cash. I think he's going to provide a bit of competition for that right back spot with um, Gilbert, who, um, you know, was injured a little bit and then came back and, and, and you know, did a good job. And also I, um, I heard he can play on the wing as well and loves to cross. And, you know, he moved, he, he's uh, a player that likes to go forward and, um, but, you know, will also come back and, and provide that coverage. So, um, I think that's a good addition. He's a young player, um, you know, just really um, getting some more defensive players. That is it so far. But of course, there are rumors galore. That's and exactly I what I was think, about to ask. Who are some rumors? Yes, yes, definitely. I think the one that, you know, from uh, the, the day the transfer market opened and up until now, Ollie Watkins is a big, uh, big target. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also know, you know, I think Leeds, Fulham, West Ham, they're all in the mix trying to get him. And I think we're um, in a little bit of a, a bidding war right now. I'm not sure what the holdup is um, because I believe Brentford have already got their replacement. Um, they s- signed Tony. So I think, you know, they know that, that he's definitely going to go, had a great season last season. Um, I think about 26 goals. Uh, so I don't know if it's just a matter of uh, we're not going to get him. I, I heard, I think, yesterday that they're saying Spurs may actually get him now. So I'm sure, um, you know, a Spurs fan can, you know, probably, I don't know if, probably yeah, take yeah. him and loan him right out. You know, cause it, right, 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 right. Jose's not so, going to play um, a kid. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, it, he definitely had a great season, um, him and uh, Ben Rama. So I know that I, I don't I don't see them. 
staying at Brentford. I believe they'll both be in the Premier League. I think he'll be a great addition for Villa. We lost out on Callum Wilson. Congratulations, uh, Magpies. I heard that you guys got him. I'm not too bothered about that. I mean, a few seasons ago, yeah, he was great with um, Ryan Fraser and I've heard they've linked up together again. Um, so, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too bothered about that. Um, also, as of today, I heard that we're going after Ryan Brewster. So um, that would be interesting if that played out. And also Joshua King as well. Um, it seems like the Premier League just wants to dismantle Bournemouth. So um, I don't <laughs> know if, when we'll see them back again. But um, I think... Definitely a great thing is that we still have Jack and, you know, everything cross, we will still have him at the start of the season. That was going to be uh, the big question. Do you keep Jack? You think you keep him? Yes. I, I, I believe we will. on social media that he wasn't going anywhere. I like the pictures of him with his fingers in his ears, yes. like, not listening yes. to anything. Yes. And, you know, uh, producer Mel had a little word with him. So I think she she oh, took yeah. care of business. You know, I'm connected so. like that. Heard. Well, yes, I mean, yes, yes. Kitty the Chicken introduced me. So <laughs> Kitty knows everybody. That's for damn sure. Um, yeah. So any really big departures on the side? I, I, I saw you made a lot of moves, but it looked like more like squad players that got released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say, you know, the only person of... Um, really of importance was James Chester, but, you know, he wasn't starting anyway, but again, you know, just a great player who at least, you know, helped us, you know, kind of get back into the Premier League and, uh, you know, um, we wish him well and he's gone to Stoke, but no, absolutely not. Um, I'm glad we held on to Mings. I know during the season there were talk that um, Arsenal would like him. So um, we've, we've, we've held on to Mings, we've held on to Jack and also Douglas Louise, who, um, you know, Project Restart, he was just really he epic. I mean, fabulous after the restart. Yeah, really was. I mean, you, you see why Pep had him. It was just, you know, uh, the whole visa issues. So there was a rumor a few weeks ago that Pep was going to, um, you know, trigger that release clause, but that release clause, but um, apparently he hasn't. So that's another great one that we're you know, um, glad that we can hold on to and hopefully we will hold on to him. All right. The big question do you make the great escape again? Or are you staying up again? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, it was crazy. It really was. And I mean, even Project Restart, if you look where we were and how many points we were behind, uh, you know, Watford and Bournemouth, um, it looked really impossible. But I think there was definitely a different team, um, you know, uh, at the restart. Um, defense definitely tightened up, you know, weren't giving away those silly goals, uh, you know, weren't... Uh, Go on, technology! You know, oh, there's a little, <laughs> something in my throat there. Ooh, a little, little <laughs> Sheffield situation that happens. I recall. You have a little Sheffield situation <laughs> little, little, in your throat. I said a little something in my throat, a little from uh, the Sheffield uh, situation. Oh, um, oh, oh, yeah, gold line technology. Talent it takes to be able to pull that off and not get caught by seven cameras. You know, (laughs) I honestly, honestly, I mean, call it, call it a miracle, call it the soccer gods, whatever you want to call it. We were so darn lucky with that game. But honestly, I mean, if you look at those, you know, they've got all these, um, they had all these tables out that if VAR hadn't messed up, this is how many points so-and-so would have had. So honestly, I really think everything just equals out everything. And, uh, you know, uh, where VAR screwed us over, we kind of, you know, just came out on top. Oh, so. oh trust me. We here at the D- Drunkard United Football Show have a fuck VAR 
standpoint. That's, that's our <laughs> absolutely definitely we are a pro fuck VAR standpoint there. Pro no fuck VAR. Pro fuck It'd VAR. It'd be a better way to say that. I think. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to think of it on the fly. All right. uh, Lindsay, anything you'd like to plug? I'm just you know um, again. It's great. We have many uh, Lions Clubs within America, and we just launched our NorthAmericanLions.com website. Uh, great website. Uh, has You know, you can find out where all the supporters clubs are all over the United States of America. We have, um, you know, every year we have an annual meetup within America. A different city will host that, and it's just um, really great to come together. Uh, you know, just all kinds of information. We raise money for a charity back in Birmingham called Acorns. It's a children's, uh, you know, foundation. So that's that's great. You know, we, we do stuff there as well, sell things, you know, raise money for them. So just a great website that keeps everyone up to date with what's going on with the fans in North America. Excellent. Which we are proud to be part of. Thank you so very much, Lindsay. Sam, over to you. Who we got next? All right. So we've got Brighton and Hove Albion. Paul Dorsey, who is the arch nemesis of Brad, as well as the founder and social media chair for the Stateside Seagulls. Uh, Paul. Howdy. How's it going? I'm just going to watch Brad's face during this whole interview. <laughs> Brad, Brad's already done. Look at that. Brad Brad's already done in. a costume like, change. Okay? is intent. <laughs> yeah. He's waiting. He's that ready was- and waiting. I'm so glad we got all that in pre-COVID because that was just a lovely, palatable <laughs> tension here in the studio oh, that, that, that day. Oh, that was show. fucking lovely. Uh, still to this day, one of our highest rated shows. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Paul. So what what do you have from your club so far this summer? Any key signings, key departures? What do you think's going on? I know uh, Shane Duffy uh, is out to Celtic and a few others, but what do you, what do you guys have going on this transfer window? He obviously had a couple of big departures. Shane Duffy was kind of in the works all summer. He was a boyhood fan of Celtic, so it's kind of it makes sense that he would go to Celtic. He also hadn't really played much for us this season. We had Lewis Dunk. We have Ben White coming back from us for us from Leeds. So mm-hmm. our center back situation is looking pretty good, pretty solid. So Shane Duffy was kind of the odd man out in the center back situation. So it's good for him to go t- to his boyhood team. Um, Glenn Murray was kind of a shocking, kind of a shocking let go for us. Um, <laughs> you know, it was it was definitely probably time for him to leave because it was just he was le- he was not really playing in Graham Potter's style. He wasn't really um, on the pitch. Landry Trossard and uh, Neil Mope were up front for us most of the, especially since Project Restarted. Project Restart uh, restarted so he was kind of being pushed out of the team. And so he went to Watford on loan. So he's going to be in the championship, hopefully scoring some goals down there. Um, a little older Glenn Murray anyway, not obviously a, not a super he surprising is, exit. Um, one, I thought you would have it's, kept around the club to a, keep uh, Neil make less um, kind of learn from. Oh, you, oh, you mean good best friend? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a little shocking because he's such a, important part of the team he's score he's the the leading goal scorer for us for ages and ages now so it was just kind of shocking to see such a, a guy of great stature at the club leave instead of retire with us it was just kind of uh, it left a weird taste in our mouths but it was you know it's it's good for him to get some playing time i guess in, in the championship yeah definitely much like sheffield united left a weird taste in sam's mouth um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who are you guys looking to bring in? Are you linked with anyone? Is that uh, is that a, a thing? decent amount of movement already? Yeah, I, I remember what was Adam Lalana. I think we, we have had quite a few players come in. Moves. We had yes, 
Yes, we uh, we had Adam Lana come in pretty much the day after the season ended. So that was you know one that we had been linked to for for really a few months even before Project Restart came about. Um, so it's really exciting to see somebody with you know a Champions League win and a Premier League win under the belt come to Brighton. Um, and Joel Veltman came from Ajax too, so another center back. Obviously, we're we're basically <laughs> center back United. Um, so it's you know it's really exciting. To see, and again, he has Champions League experience too, so really exciting to see him come in, especially for under a million pounds. Uh, that was a really great signing for us. And, you know, obviously I mentioned it before, but not necessarily a new signing because we had him, but he was on loan. But I, I guess the Leeds guy is going to be coming on. It's going to be sad that Ben White's staying at Brighton for four more years. Excellent. Uh, definitely. All right, with all those comings and goings, um, what is your prediction for the season? Obviously this past season, COVID didn't really... Uh, actually kind of did help um, the midseason traditional slide of Brighton since they've been in the Premier League. They did come back with a bit of authority, obviously uh, taking us, you know, putting us to the sword that first game back. Um, that was, I-, I like to very, call it the winter fun. of winlessness for Brighton. The winter of winlessness. <laughs> All right. We've done that two years in a row. We, we hibernate, we hibernate, yeah. but we come back <laughs> you stronger. <laughs> you know, you know, what's funny is Sam probably wrote that Saturday morning has been laughing about it for the last three days. <laughs> Not on my notes. Came with it right off the old dome there. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I'll, I'll um, attest to that. Usually he tests his material with me, but that actually is new stuff. Okay. All day, All right. though, he's been running into the room testing new material. <laughs> I bet. And you know what I would like to test? <laughs> that mute button that's right there above your uh, little levels there for you. You should probably oh, hit that. I can't. It'll do something weird with the Zoom. All right. Bullshit. So, <laughs> so uh, Paul, what do you what do you think's coming up for you this season? Do you think Graham Potter's really gonna finally get his style over the line? All those sorts of questions. I mean, it's it's kind of an up in the air, uh, you know, kind of situation. But it seems like he has the tools now that he can really play his style of football. Do you think you guys can avoid that midseason slide? Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about the upcoming season. Um, you know, we finished. The season really strongly we finished with the Premier League record for us, 41 points. Um, and so, you know, it was obviously we always have a midseason slump. We always have that that, you know, winter of, of losing or of losing of, of just loss, losses and, and losses piling up. But I think that, you know, this season we have obviously Adam, Adam Lalana coming in. We have Tariq Lamptey who came in from Chelsea. We have really good, exciting young players. Ben White, again, coming from Leeds. Um, so. Yeah, I'm just really excited to see another season of Graham Potter back in the Premier League. Another season, hopefully this season isn't as disjointed as, as this past season was. So hopefully we can get some wins under our belt and keep that winning streak going and really solidify ourselves instead of having to fight for our place in the Premier League You know, in the, in the, uh, the last stages of the season again. Awesome. Uh, I, honestly, I think you all are poised to do it. We'll see if it all comes together. Is there anything you'd like to plug or uh, anything you'd like to talk shit about, my friend? <laughs> well, yeah, def- um, just a plug first. Uh, we're on. <laughs> <laughs> so both. So both. <laughs> we are on. Not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> we are on Twitter, Instagram at bhafc stateside, and on Facebook stateside seagulls. Um, we have some watch parties coming up. We had a watch party to end the season this co- or this past season. And we had about 30 or 40 people on the Zoom. It was really exciting, really fun to see everybody. Obviously, we haven't been able to get together much um, with COVID happening. So 
um, the, the in-person watch parties haven't really been happening. But definitely, if you're a Brighton fan or if you're thinking about becoming a Brighton fan, uh, join us on Twitter, Instagram, one of the, the Zoom watch parties. It's going to be a great time. And to Brad. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say. I'm just really looking forward to those six points dooming you to a wonderful season in the championship in 2021. Oh, Ooh. big words. Oh, words. Big words. Love Palace it. Palace going down and they're going down at the hands of Brighton. You've heard it here first on the DU football show. Love it. Absolutely love it. And you can hear that and more types of shit talk at www.patreon.com backslash DU football show for just a nominal fee. You can hear all of our extra content and there's a lot more of that type of shite. He's a fucking professional, people. No. He's a fucking professional. He's a whore. <laughs> I am a whore. <laughs> yes, that's I'll do just about anything for money. Uh, next up, we got Burnley FC. Burnley. Isn't that fun? So I reached out to the North American Clarets, and nobody, uh, well, somebody responded. He was like, yeah, sure. I think I might find somebody for you. Week later, hey, you find anybody for me yet? Uh, no. So, yeah. That's Burnley. Kind of sounds like Burnley, too, in general, doesn't it, Sam? A bit. Yeah, absolutely uh, it does. Uh, unenthusiastic, mediocre, and um, status quo, really. So we here at the DU Football Show have uh, produced a statement. Producer Mel, <coughs> would you please give Burnley's statement? I guess since I'm wearing claret, I get to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Burnley had a perfectly... The Burn- real claret, by the way. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you, Lindsay. I appreciate that. Uh, Burnley had a perfectly Burnley offseason, losing a little, accomplishing nothing. We uh, suspect they will win a few, lose a few, draw a few, having a very Burnley season. They will Burnley the best they could Burnley and Burnley at the Burnley. Now, no one could really care to chat with us, so eh, we don't really care about them. Much like their club, they're present, and now we've talked about them. The end. That about covers it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was just about to say, we're now on to Chelsea Football Club. Um, <laughs> and the Russian oil magnate himself, uh, Gabe Weigel. How you doing today, yes, sir? Yes, absolutely. Well, we've signed everyone, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, that happens after a summer of not signing anyone and then a January of not signing anyone due to, uh, let's say, shady activity. Um, and too bad you didn't have a Middle Eastern oil magnate as your owner. That knew how Fair. to circumvent those rules. Hold on, hold on. Correct. <laughs> All right, we, we, we don't have the right people. That's the one thing I found. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, Sam, no, remember, uh, we, Gabe, real quick, Sam, remember, allegedly. Allegedly, right. He's he's, he's a Russian mobster, allegedly, allegedly, that can kill us all, allegedly. Correct. We allegedly. say allegedly after yes. everything Chelsea does. It's not been proven in a court of law. However, he was banned from the UK <laughs> for quite a while. Yeah. Don't look him in the eye. Just yeah. Don't look him in the no. eye. Gabe, all yours. Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> oh, no, you're absolutely fine. Um, no, it's been awesome. Uh, and, and frankly, trust, of course. Um, but, uh, Timo Werner looked great already in the Euro friendly is one of our signings. Uh, big body up front. He can dist- distribute the ball as well to our wings. Team America, Captain Pulisic. And it's just, yeah, up front, we're going to be nasty. And Timo's, I think, is going to help us, uh, kind of balance our, our striking attack and be a little bit deeper in the, the competitions that we'll be playing in. And then we have, uh, Hakeem Ziesch. I'm from Ajax that we signed. Um, really good on the ball. Amazing passer of the ball. Only thing I worry about him a little bit is his size in the Premier League, and especially since he'll be on the ball a little bit faster. In the Dutch League, you have a little bit more time on the ball. So, um, But 
if he can figure it out, he's going to be unbelievable. Ben Chilwell, we need help in our back line a lot. So he'll help. Um, a little speedy going forward, he'll be good. But I also think he has enough speed to help on the wings. We got beat on the wings a lot this year with speed. And we needed definitely a little bit more um, someone to keep up to be able to stop the crosses from coming in. Um, and then, of course, we've got Tiago Silva, a center back, a lot of experience. We really needed that. That was probably my favorite signing because our back line was shit. It was, it was disorganized. It was all over the place. So to have him come in and help organize some of our young defenders. Now, real quick it, about Tiago yeah. Silva. Did they fabricate him a special um, styrofoam walker? That he's able to well, use on the just, field because the metal one, I feel like, would probably be inappropriate. We, we just we just kept Williams, <laughs> so you're gonna have to buy him a new walker when he gets you. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I am I am interested to know how on earth you can buy uh, defenders and still not be able to defend. I th- this team well, is going to beat everybody like nine to six. <laughs> yeah, well, well that's, that's too- right. Their goalie doesn't know how to actually make a save. Well, or just a about desire to, to make a they save. They spent seventy-two Correct. million last summer, whatever it was, two summers ago, on a tree trunk. Yeah. A goalkeeper so- <laughs> that does not like to play goalkeeper. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's the he's the only thing that keeps me up at night. Uh, we're <laughs> we're uh, he's he's god awful. Uh, I, I wish Peter Check would come down and just play. <laughs> I mean, he's playing hockey. He can figure it out. He is playing. Um, yeah. Still. But um, yeah, so he, he can come down and play keep keeper for us. I mean, they've been rumored with um, a couple different people that going to Ajax's goalkeeper, uh, Unana. Um, that's, that'd be amazing. He's a good shot, uh, good shot stopper. Sometimes he gets a little too far up the pitch. He thinks he's a little bit more of a sweeper keeper than he actually is. But that would be a really cool signing. It's people that we've been rumored. Also, we signed Kai Havertz as well, yep. who... Uh, is I think he's going to be a beast. He has the size as well. Yeah, our midfield is going to be really strong. It's just really, um, it'll be interesting to see how fast they gel. I mean, this is a brand new team. It'll be interesting yeah. how quickly Frank can get them in line. Uh, hey, Gabriel. Yeah. Can we have Tammy back? <laughs> no. <laughs> I love Tammy. So am I. You got enough of them. You got enough of them. You Tammy's giveaway. I love striker. Tammy. Like he he he's great. But like the one thing I worry about Tammy is just his build. Like I, I think he's just going to be getting knocks every now and again. And uh, it would be nice to have Giroud there and Tammy and yeah. I, I uh, bet it is Apino. nice to have Giroud there. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. No, he's his French meaty forehead just pounding things in. <laughs> there Fantastic. it is. Absolutely. He's attractive. I mean, I, one of the sexiest players that's ever walked the floor. Uh, we uh, he's gorgeous. It's distracting. I know. It, it absolutely is. We were behind the goal at the bridge, row eight, as you guys beat the ever-loving shit out of us. Well, you didn't really beat the ever-loving shit out of us because, well, we just didn't actually show up to play a match that day. There was nobody there, just you on the pitch. And yes, uh, yeah. Giroud was down at our end of the pitch, and it, both Sam and I just looked at him and went, my God, he's beautiful. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Big time. And, and then I also said the same about uh, Andres Gomes. And uh, then and you were like, and you were like, yeah, I can't disagree with that. That's Even prettier in person. No, 100%. I think it moved. It was like a Seinfeld episode. Oh, definitely. I think it moved. Absolutely. No. So with all those signings and not yeah. too many departures, to be honest with you. Uh, and no. the, one, the ones that did leave were kind of dead weight for you. You had already replaced them in, in, in terms of Pedro and Willian. You already had Mason Mount. 
You already had uh, Tima Werner coming in who can play the wings. Christian yep. Pulisic, obviously. So, Sammy, so player- who are we kidding? They're going to loan out everybody again and get in trouble again, allegedly, like they <laughs> Alleg- did last time. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. That's true. Allegedly. So, um, with, with those kind of trimming of the fat, obviously, in your key signings, um, what do you think is going to happen this season? Uh, obviously, there was some inconsistency with your yeah. shite defending last season, and that's, <laughs> that's coming from me, mate. <laughs> My boys Fair. can't defend exactly either. Exactly. So, uh, what do you what are you guys um, looking like this season? What do you think? <laughs> it really is. It really depends on how quick Frank can get them together. I think right now I have it. We should be in the top four. I mean, Frank did with no transfers and just using our academy, and we came in fourth. That kind of sucks, doesn't it, Simon? And uh, <laughs> <laughs> damn. And. Um, Simon invited me on the show. He knew he was getting, um, and then, uh, and, uh, but if, if we can, if we can get another goalkeeper, cause there's still rumors, if we can get on and, um, they can gel a little bit, I guess he's in third being a pain in the ass for the second place team. I still think we're a year away from getting the whole thing we still need to kind of get team chemistry and really fix the spine. That back line still crazy. Reese James is awesome player. Turn the ball over a little too much. He's a young player. He'll do that. Um, but, um, I think, uh, I, I see his third or fourth. If we figure it out, we could be a pain in the ass for the second place team. Yeah, absolutely. I, I tend to agree with you. It's just, it's the, the inexperience overall of the side at the top, top level that, that has yeah. only thing that has question marks. All of them yeah. undoubtedly have talent, uh, and yeah. have the ability to be there. It's just whether or not they can keep their nerve. Uh, is pretty much it. And that's where someone, as you said earlier, someone like Giroud comes into play. Uh, Anything that you would like to plug or any uh, shit that you would like to talk to any number of us? Well, well, I I got Simon a bunch of times while I was talking, so I'm happy. Um, uh, (laughs) One thing I am a part of is I'm the um, part of uh, the Maryland Improv Collective, um, which is an improv comedy group. Uh, We've been doing a lot of shows online. We've been doing a lot of fundraisers for uh, different nonprofits in the community of Baltimore, as well as some of the theaters that have been struggling during this time. So uh, look up Maryland Improv Collective. Um, we have a YouTube channel. We're online. We're doing live shows. Um, a lot of funny people doing some great stuff, some great work for the uh, Maryland community. So check that out. I'm also a member of the Charm City Blues. Our home bar is at Salancha. Um, uh, so uh, we've had a couple get together as part of Chelsea in America. So a good group there as well, uh, cheering on the blues. Yeah. Um, but uh, And then also... Oh, God. Oh, I was going to say, I need to check that out because uh, I have a Ill improv background. Oh, yeah. I was a part of Erasable Inc. at University of Maryland. And I oh, very some, cool. And uh, improv here on Annapolis. Very awesome. All very right. cool. Yeah. Like, what can I say? I'm a woman of many talents. I'm saying get involved. Yeah, we're, we're, we're open. If you would like to try doing classes for intro to improv, if you want to sign up, please do. Um, so you can take it online. Everything, of course, is uh, remote. So we have that. And then I also have my own website. I write my own blog called GabesTallTales.com. It's just basically a satire of uh, of popular blog posts, yoga tips, don't wear leather, things along those lines. So um, please feel free to check that out as well. Awesome. That's fantastic. Thank you very much for joining us. I had one, actually one last question for you that I forgot. Um, Taylor, who many of you know, is uh, Big Sam's best friend and cuddle buddy um, and says that the Wi-Fi from Sam's taint isn't that good. I want to know how the Wi-Fi from Frank Lampard's taint is. Oh, it's just crisp. It's like a silky. mm, It's like like nice slippers in the morning. That kind of just (laughs) nice warm. Oh, mm. man, the slippery mm. taint. 
Heard. Well, that's right. right. Yep. Gooch juice. You heard it here first, folks. Shots are being fired today. <laughs> Woo. All it's right. Too much All fun. Right. So I'm up, and here, Paul, is the problem with going first. Then your nemesis gets to go behind you. Ah, <laughs> uh, we got Brad, the co-founder and leader. I like how you had leader of uh, leader. Crystal Palace, DC, the official yep. supporters club in the Washington, DC area, and uh, master of the side hustle, and uh, my personal favorite, soccer dad. Brad, how you doing? I'm doing well. We actually, uh, Lainey's soccer coach, she had surgery last week, so we had to, uh, on her ankle from soccer injuries. So we drove her to practice today and it was so cool because she told me beforehand she was going to use the whole drive for chalk talk, but she wasn't lying or exaggerating. Like four seconds into the drive, she brought out the board and had all 11 on there in the entire 25 minute drive. She was asking Laney questions about, all right, if the midfield is here and the ball's over here, if you're playing the six, in this situation and the these that uh you know these players move here where are you going and what are you telling these two players to do because laney was communicating a lot lately so she was asking her like every possible situation what are you telling every other player to do not just what are you doing but what are you going to tell everybody else to do for the whole drive and i was like this is the coolest drive i've ever been on in my life <laughs> it just brought a tear to my eye i tell you that it was fantastic how how so, many, so how many dads you, get uh, Rebecca Lowe to give a shout out to their daughter on uh, national TV? I don't know many. That do you? <laughs> that was amazing. That was that was one of the best parts of the of. I mean, I mean, it kind of was. That was one of the best things I've ever had happen to me as a dad. So here's here's the question uh, I have for you as we start this off. Do do you want me to? Talk about the Paul stuff off the bat and then get on to the important stuff, or do we save that to the end? Oh, we save that to the end. All the shit talking will be at the end. You okay. can retort then. So, yeah, but let me first tell you something. We ask the fucking questions around here, okay? <laughs> that's fair. Brad, Brad, yeah, that's Brad, fair. Brad, Brad's old school, man. He just jumps right in. He knows what's up. Yeah, um, so, not- last season started great, seemed to end yep. with a thud. What, what are your thoughts on last season and then go into what you've, uh, already started to accomplish in the off season. Yeah. So that was, that was an anomaly for us. We usually start fairly slowly, except for in the Pardue era, that one year where we were at like sixth at Christmas and then didn't win another game till April. Um, we usually start pretty slowly. And then when the weather gets warm, we start to play well. And then as soon as we're safe, we let, you know, just, let everybody go play, right? Right. Um, stop playing uh, for a 1-1 draw or nil-nil draw and let everybody go have fun. So last year was different. We were safe by February. And when we came out of uh, for Project Restart, it was already done. We, we were already safe. We didn't have to do anything. And for some reason, Roy decided not to let everybody go have fun. And no one did. We had no fun at all in Project Restart. And... Seemed I'm like, not really sure. Seemed like you got a good professional win on the first game. And then after that, it was just nothing. So I was like, yeah, we're, done. we're out. We'll see you guys next year. Yeah. Uh, what, have, and, what, moves, what moves have you made so far in the summer? So we have, depending upon, you know, they're not super transparent with contracts, but uh, depending upon 
where you get your information. We have either 13 or 14 players whose contracts are up at the end of next season. And you saw, we talked about this last year, three or four different times we had the oldest team starting lineup uh, in the Premier League era. So it's time for a change. And we're finally doing that. So we're doing a youth movement. We've made two non-traditional palace signings and two very promising signings. Uh, Nathan Ferguson right at the beginning of the window who, you know, we thought we were bringing in in January and uh, on the, you know, very end of the window uh, had him in for a medical and found a knee injury and then uh, couldn't do it then. And he went back to West Brom. Uh, Thank you. Boing, boing. He's back now. Um, But still injured. Um, but a very promising signing for us. And then, of course, Ezzy, just a, a really exciting player, exactly the kind of player we need. And, you know, every time we get to a window, the question is, is Zaha staying or going? He's the kind of player that can make Zaha want to stay Oh, yeah. because he brings people away from Zaha. Like, we all know if you're going to play Crystal Palace, Send three guys over there and shut him down, and you're fine. You and, don't have to worry about it. Foul him a bunch because he'll get pissed off. Foul him a exactly. bunch, he'll get pissed off, and he'll be out of the game. I have one quick and, question and about Wilford Zaha. After the game, you know, somebody like Troy Deeney is, uh, I don't know what the right adjective is, but he is blatant enough to say, yeah, we take turns. You know, we will use rotational fouling on Zahab, and it works. So that's what everybody's had to do. And with Ezzy out there, you can't. And the, the rumors are now we've done those two signings. We we're bringing in youth. There's a couple of other rumored youth signings. Um, nobody's, there are a bunch of names out there. Some of them we don't know, some from other countries. And then Connor Gallagher from, Ch- we're Chelsea's B team. Thank you for loaning us guys every year. Um, <laughs> Connor, Connor Gallagher was supposed to be coming and apparently had a, a medical over a week ago and that was basically done, but Chelsea wanted to redo his contract first. But now it sounds like that might not happen because it sounds like instead they're going to give us Batshuayi again. Um, and that's somebody that has been to Palace before and we love having him and he did a great job in South London. And if you have... Ezzy and a, and a striker that can actually finish. Um, Zaha's happy and we can finish. But the problem with Palace right now is we're going into this season. We had, you know, everybody had the same thing. It was a short, we'll call it summer. And we're about to start this season. Both of our signings that we just talked about, Ferguson and Ezzy are both hurt. Sacco, Tompkins, PVA, Cahill, Benteke, all hurt. So we're not the deepest squad to start with. And, you know, we're talking about five, six, seven starters potentially out this week against Southampton. Uh, The window goes till October. So if, if we're able to bring in one or two more guys and if we can have that exciting offense and bring people away from Zaha and he's happy, maybe it's fun. Maybe he wants to stay. If we start out, like 
we used to start out, if we start out like we started out with Frank DeBoer a few years ago, then maybe he says, you know what, maybe it's time to look at PSG or or Germany or France, you know, and, and maybe this is the year he goes. Right. Now, okay, so that, I mean, that kind of, where, where do you think you're going to finish up? I mean, do you, do you think this is, uh, you think you're going to survive or do you think the age might be getting to you and you could be in real trouble? I don't think we're in trouble. I think they did the right thing so far this summer. I think mm-hmm. the guys start coming back from injury. I think the back line is solid. I think Guaita is one of the best keepers in the league. Um, he's probably the most underrated in the league. Would definitely um, agree that with that. Solid. You bring in somebody like Ferguson. I don't think that's a long-term injury. He's back soon. Um, and then even the depth on our back line is, is there. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to be shipping goals. So even with the lack up front, we're able, we're able to stay in games. And then if you get to the point where those guys come back and we can put a few in, I think we're in good shape. Um, okay, where let, do we finish? Yeah. Where do you finish? The, where do we finish? I think, the the worst case scenario is everything goes to you know goes horribly at the beginning and Zaha is like yeah this is it this is my chance I got to get out of here and yeah we're we're down near the bottom I don't think that's happening best case things start falling our way uh, the sun is shining in in South London and we actually have a striker whether it's Batshuayi or someone else we bring someone in that can finish or IU takes the next step after scoring 9 last year he scores 14 this year um maybe Benteke scores more than one goal then they start sending in crosses you know <laughs> right <laughs> take the ball up in the air and he can use his head um and he's not hurt all the year you know, I could see us going back to where we were on that upward trend. I could see us at 10, 9, 8 okay. is the best case. But I say we'll finish 11. Excellent. And now the important stuff. The floor is yours, sir. Anything you'd like to yeah, plug so- or, or shit you'd like to talk as, as Paul very comfortably settles into the Zoom meeting? <laughs> I'll start with the second thing you said there. Um, so for Paul, one, he talked about Glenn Murray and said that left a bad taste in his mouth him leaving and he wasn't sure why he could do that. Um, Glenn Murray, I think we all remember came to palace where we, you know, loved him and cheered for him. There was a game between our two teams where when Glenn Murray got hurt and, and the Brighton fans chanted, let him die. <laughs> I guess maybe Jesus that's Christ. the kind of thing. Wow. think. I don't want to stay here and retire. <laughs> because that's where you see what that fan base is. Um, and then he said, you know, again, they'll beat us twice and we'll go down. They didn't beat us at all last year. Um, we went down to the shore uh, and we scored late. I scored late. We beat them. They didn't beat us at all last year. So that's cute that he thinks that. But I do want to apologize <laughs> for one thing. I saw a Palace fan a Palace supporter tweet earlier this week. And I really do apologize to Paul for this because it was out of line. Um, he tweeted that in the past 35 seasons that Brighton has only finished above us once. And then in that season, we then beat them in the playoffs and was promoted. We were promoted to the premier league. And that is 
completely false because in the past 35 seasons, they finished above us twice. Uh, they finished above us in 2012. And then in 2013, they finished above us. And then we beat them in the playoff and were promoted. It was the other 33 seasons we finished above them. <laughs> and then that one season where we beat them there in the playoffs. So was there was the one where they finished above us. So I'm sorry that that was oh. tweeted incorrectly. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, it was 34 out of 35 where we were above them, not 33. But, you know, I just want to be factually correct. Well, I mean, I can say that the El Gatwico derby is for real and is <laughs> thriving and running strong. Right, Sammy? <laughs> Absolutely. Especially on uh, on these shores and in this parish. Uh, it definitely <laughs> is. Um, right. any, anything you'd like to plug, my friend, real quick? You know, if you want to get your DU football shirt, check us out. Sauce FC three on Twitter. You'll find stuff there. But if you're a Palace fan, you want to find out where your local club is in the U.S. in D.C. We're at we're at um, Crystal Palace D.C. on Twitter, and then there's Homesdale USA. Check him out. He'll get you any club in the country. And we are national, by the way. We have we have supporters groups across the country. And if if you're a Brighton fan, Paul will find any of the four groups they have for you. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. Well, well done. You, Brad. Um, Paul, I got your yeah. back, though, because Wilfred Zaha is just Riyad Mahrez with the attitude of Gareth Bale and Mesut Ozil. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Except he signed my daughter's shirt twice. <laughs> All right, Sammy, who we got next? All right, so we have the illustrious, uh, newly illustrious, uh, as of this morning, uh, Everton Football Club. Holy shit, um, And our very own Sam Houston, who is hardly an expert, but that's what we're fucking stuck with, is going to talk about all things Everton. Take it away, my friend. All right, last season was very tough. We uh, talk about it enough on the show already. We'll just get to the signings because it's really the only thing that matters. It's the only thing that excites me. We signed Allen and we signed fucking Rodriguez, motherfuckers. Maybe say Alder, so I don't care. We, <laughs> uh, y'all know. Everton Football Club signed Hamas Rodriguez. Ha <laughs> 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 motherfuckers! Oh, uh, okay. I feel he really good about that. One in three countries for giving Diego Maradona cocaine. I don't care. Allegedly. Don't care. I'm, oh my God. We got, I, uh, uh, so far, great offseason. Obviously, that has just happened over the last couple of days. Um, uh, Decore also linked to us as well. Uh, the key thing that's been going on for Everton is really is getting rid of the books is, is there's a lot of players who are making a lot of money and we needed to really downsize our salary, which we have done. Hopefully we're able to sell a few more. Like maybe we can sell uh Brad, a one-legged shrink to soon perhaps. And uh, I'd be happy for me personally. Everton has to be taken seriously again. They got real good, real fucking quick. This team is in the conversation for for top seven. And if anyone decides to let their guard down for a second, this team's good enough to be top four. As long as Carlo can get them together. But I think this is definitely a team that is contending for Europe with everybody. With the, with the signings they've just made, they're huge. Now, obviously, injuries, how do they adapt to the league? How do the players adapt to the coach? These are all big questions. How do they questions. adapt to each other? Right. These are all big questions. But looking at the team on paper, bringing in a manager of the status of Carlo Ancelotti is what got us these players. 
Absolutely. That's huge. And finally, kind of the opportunity to stop being the team that always punches above their weight class or, oh, the little engine that could. Like, the real deal team. And the big six is going to have to take them seriously now. Uh, especially, you know, we get Spurs at the right time with the first game of the season. Frankly, we get Liverpool at the right time within the first five games of the season. They could still be suffering hangoveritis from uh, winning the league. And the other games are winnable matches for us. Good chance we could be sitting pretty very quickly. Now, that being said, I am fully aware we are able to Everton that, as we like to say, and could easily have lost the first five games. And we're already talking about firing Calo Ancelotti because that's uh, how things go in Everton. Are a lot of nice have nice things. Of course. Oh. <clears throat> of course, but those to, are big uh, cojones you're talking with there, Troy. Absolutely. Are you willing to pick your spot on where you think you're going to hit or above and place a wager on that? A full season uh-huh. wager uh-huh. for uh, Everton's finishing the minute, the league. Yeah. To see if they're good. Like if he says, wow. we'll hit five and above. Will you take that bet? Uh, what what are we talking about putting down on the line here, well, Kat? I think this is going to be a quick $5 between you and I, my friend. <laughs> Just quick $5? How about if Everton doesn't finish five or above, I get to pick our next vacation? Don't do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't do it. No. because No. <laughs> so you're not that confident. But, okay, then what do I get? You get to pick our next vacation. We're both picking the same fucking place. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Nice try. Uh, now, I just keep it s- simple and sweet so we can keep it rolling. I talk about Everton enough. Perfect. Big signings. Really well done. Uh DC Toffees is my supporters group. Uh, I'll send out the links. We are currently doing a charity where we are linked up with an elementary school, elementary and middle school in DC, where we are, uh, donations are going directly to their football program for their kids for both intramural uh, on the elementary school level and competition on the middle school level. So I'll send out that link again. I've already put down my hard earned cash. So if I can do it, you guys can throw down five bucks too. Very cool. Excellent. All right. So I'm up next. And here we go. It's time to, what was it? uh, Hug and like Fulham, the non-COVID friendly show. Yeah. Right. Basically. (laughs) Well, Brian, uh, Brian was not able to join us today, but in a last minute out of the wings effort, fabulously done. We have uh, Jason uh, Dudon from Fulham. Oh, hold on here. It would be good if I actually read. See, I have these notes and I should probably read them. That would probably help. But, you know, eh, well, why well, bother so with that? Uh, founder of Fulham in the South, uh, the supporters group, and a avid Brentford hater. Oh, I do like the Waffle House Fulham South shirt. That is styling. Oh, how you doing, sir? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, it's great to be on with everybody. Um, and yeah, it was just. Uh, I'm still on a high from beating Brentford in the playoffs. <laughs> and, you know, well, what else can you say? If, if you if you gotta if you gotta go up, that's the way to go up. If you can do it for yeah, sure, beat beat the club, beat beat your in town uh, rival. That's always good. It's it, it's delicious, and and uh, I don't know what was better, beating Villa in the 2018 playoff final and making John Terry cry, or <laughs> or, or beating. I mean, all the pundits had Brentford going up. Like it was, it was a done deal. And you know, they had, they did have a great team. But- hey, this season now, you know, you have to say we're going to do a villa <laughs> uh, and well, try to survive. Well, if, That's a good if, call. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would love to survive uh, and cheat VAR. I would take it definitely. So, Jason, there is one thought though. You can't really cry too much for John Terry because I'm sure he found somebody's wife to go ahead and console him. That's for damn sure. 
That's true. That is that is good. That is that is real. Right so there. we talked we talked with Brian a few weeks ago and he talked a lot about the club and coming back up. For you, what are the key moves you made so far? What is the plan to not pull what you did the season before, which was well, two seasons before, which is spend a hundred million and find yourself going back down. So talk about the exactly. people you picked up and the people you've lost in that process. Yeah, and 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 I would say to the person that's not very familiar with Fulham, um we are kind of doing the opposite of what we did going up in the off season prior to 2018, 2019. We're not spending a lot of money. Um, we're keeping the team together and we're trying to just bring in key signings. Um, and the signings we have brought in have been um, keeping full America strong. We have Tim Ream, but we brought in Anthony Robinson and he's a rising star on the national team. And, you know, you go and you look at these new signings and they're highlight reel and you say, oh, wow, he looks so good. He looks so good. And I, I just I looked at his highlight reel and he just looks like somebody who is, is sound and he's, he's got a lot to learn, but he's, he's solid going forward. And he looks like he's he's got the, the wheels to defend. Um, he almost looks like a younger Ryan Fredericks, to be honest. And I would actually trust him, too because he was with us when we got promoted last. But so we've got, so we've got Anthony Robinson and uh, we brought in from Southampton, we brought in uh, Harrison Reed was on loan and he was a huge part of us uh, getting promoted, um, especially after, you know, the, the COVID break, it, it gave him time to come back from injury and uh, get fit again. And he was a huge part of us getting promoted. I mean, he is, he, if you watch it, if you look at a heat map of Harrison Reed over a game, it's like, you know, every blade of grass almost. Uh, in our and, episode with Brian, he had very specifically said that Harrison Reed was the number one priority to bring in, that you guys had to get him on a permanent, that your team would not be the same without him. Absolutely. And, and keeping that theme of us not doing what we did in 1819, it was we let Ollie Norwood go to Sheffield United and he was a pretty integral part of our midfield. And um, that he was the third team that uh, he helped get promoted from the championship. Um, and so Fulham fans were kind of reactionary for that. But I feel like, yeah, he was definitely um, a signing we absolutely needed to make. Um, and he was priority number one and we, and we got the deal done. And the third one was also from Southampton, Mario Lamina, and he was on loan at Galatasaray where, um, another one of our signings, another one, another one of our busts from 1890, uh, Sari was, and they actually had good things to say about the club or he did. Uh, but he didn't, he didn't work out. We'll probably send him out on loan. Um, and Lamina's got a, a little bit of an attitude problem, but I think Scott Parker being, uh, you know, he's played so much. A fucking hard man as well, Parker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and he just, he's done so much coming into the club. And his first season, he got us promoted. Like, he took, he took over when we were pretty much already relegated. Like, and then he guided us through that. A tough, the championship is, y'all, I don't need, I don't need to tell uh, oh, yeah. most on the on the on the podcast about it but it's a great league but it is rough it is a slog to get through that season and to to come in your first full year your first full season and and get the team back up that's that's a, a really good accomplishment so we've got those three signings coming in and um 
you know, it's silly season. So we even had uh, Stephen Sessignon go to Bristol City along with our he's a he's a um, right back um, brother of Ryan Sessignon, who I wish we could get back on loan. Um, but he's at Spurs right now. Uh, so we've got Steven Sessignon and Alfie Mawson over at uh, Bristol City. And um, those are the two big transfers bes- besides our youth players that have gone out on loan, um, which means we're probably close to signing. We need some more. We need to bolster our defense because I don't want the first game of the season. I don't want Aubameyang and Lacazette running at Dennis Adoy and Tim Ream. That, that really – Kind of scares me, actually. So yeah. uh, I do. Me too. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like that, Simon so, very much would like that. Yeah. I'd love that. And it, Please start. It should Tim scare Ring. you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how how yeah. do you think? How do you think it goes for the team this season? Um, are you going to be able to stay up? Do you? Uh, is what? What's the goal? Um. So so we we've given a name to Scotty Parker. You know, we were so in love with Slavisa Jakanovic, and he did. S- such a turnaround. And I know Brian talked about it on the, on the like two podcasts ago, but we went unbeaten at like 23 games unbeaten. And we were like, Oh yeah, we totally, you know, we got this in the Premier League. We got it. And then we just, you know, we just flat on our face team that was coherent and together. Um, But we've got this thing called Parker ball. And it's always been my tinfoil hat theory that you know, we didn't look sexy, quote unquote, in the championship. We did keep the ball and we did play well at times, but we need another dynamic if we were going to get promoted. And that was to soak up pressure. You can't, you can't just have 60% possession against Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, nope. um, Arsenal. So you, you have to have that second, that plan B. And, and with Scott Parker, I think he's finally worked us into that. Oh, Jason, I definitely agree. Scott Parker is bringing the sexy. Oh, she, she, she saw him during the promotion playoff, the final, and she just goes, she walks by and just stops and sees him with the vest and he goes, who's that? <laughs> it's like, that's, that's our guy. guy. That's our guy. I tell you, he's bringing the sexy back to EPL. <laughs> Got the tight pants. Scotty Parker with the tight pants oh. on. So um, anything you'd like to plug for, for the club? People coming up? Um, well, I'll, I'll give you my prediction. I'm, I'm totally happy with oh, seven. Sure. I'm totally happy to do a villa. Um, I think that we we are dynamic enough to uh, get 14th, but that that I would just be happy with with staying up this season and, and continuing the project. He just signed a long term contract um, for a few more years. Um, I will plug uh, Fulham FC USA, uh, which Brian Young runs. Um, They're on Twitter at Fulham FC USA. And Fulham in the South, I just started that group so that people around the South and and we're in Atlanta and and from the Carolinas, we can get together on Saturday, Sunday mornings and and watch Fulham games uh, because we're we're just massive. There's dozens of us. (laughs) Well, well said. So, so follow, follow us on, uh, on Twitter at, uh, Fulham Fitz, F-I-T-S. Um, and I also wanted to say that, uh, that was really cool that Gabe has that improv group. And I think that everybody should donate to that, follow them on Twitter. I have no doubt that he's got great material because his club 
joke. So brilliant. There we go. Absolutely brilliant. I wish he was here for that. I'm going to share that with him. Waiting for some <laughs> West London Derby back and forth, baby. That is fantastic. <laughs> West London, baby. SW6 Derby. People forget about that little Derby. Oh, yeah. And it's a, it's oh, a we, good. We never forget. We never forget. But you're just too goddamn polite to bring it up or do anything. So I'm glad that you got stuck in there. That was brilliant. Oh, we will. We will. <laughs> Believe me, with Scotty Parker and his type, we're we're we're, we're going to get stuck in for sure. Absolutely. Excellent. Sammy, who do we got next? All right. Yes. Yeah, so now we have the most hated club, uh, oh. Leeds United. Collective um, sigh, everybody. And I, I oh. kind of. I feel bad doing this to him and asking him to be here, to be honest, because he's somewhat respected uh, member of our group now, <laughs> um, which I'm sure he's about to fuck up <laughs> due to his support of Leeds United. We have David Geckel. <laughs> Hello, my the, friend. Uh, drunk Uber passenger. David That's right. Geckel. Drunk Uber passenger David Geckel, which is our $5 tier on the yeah. Patreon. Yeah, be nice. Um, he gives us money. That's right. No, I wouldn't be my, <laughs> true to myself. I think he would want me to be true to myself first. Heard. Right, uh, anyway, point. my friend, take it away about Leeds. Who have you got coming in? Um, who have you got going out? So I'll start with going out. Uh, we had Ben White on loan last year from Brighton, as uh, Paul mentioned. And we tried to sign him. We put in a couple bids. And Brighton held firm. And they kept him. And I wish him the best because he was... He played every fucking minute in the championship last year, and he was integral to getting promoted. So best of luck to Ben White. I do have one, one quick question about that a, real quick. One quick question. I saw during the uncertainty yeah. of Lionel Messi that you all were linked with him. Obviously, <laughs> fantastical. But you couldn't <laughs> sign fucking Ben White from Brighton. <laughs> but you were linked ben with Lionel Messi. Mate, come on. They said we were relegation or promote or staying up rival. So they wouldn't sell him to us. Ah, they gotcha. didn't say that he's an excellent youth product <laughs> who is going to be a great player for years to come, which would have been better, but you know, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. But as a, as a fallback, we've got Robin cock from Freiburg for 13 million, which is half of what we wanted to spend on Ben white. And he's a German international, which is for a promoted team, a German international is huge. Yeah. yeah and so fantastic. Has, best name in football. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So the joke on Twitter was everyone else has TikTok. Leeds fans have click clock. Because <laughs> we've got Mateus right. in the center of midfield. And then our other signing was Rodrigo Moreno from Valencia for 29 million pounds, who had been linked to Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid and Barcelona at at times, and he's the number nine for the Spanish national team. Looked very so good Spanish, in their game. Yeah. So we have, well, other than the mischance, but, yeah. uh, you know. But he that's, created, that's the, he created the goal, though. He created the goal. <laughs> he did. So Leeds have a Spanish national team player, a German national team, and Calvin Phillips, who got called up to the English team. There's not many teams in the world who can say they have those three play, those three internationals in one team. Uh, Arsenal Football Club, Ken. I've said, you know, but Stop Leeds, with the pros are so much the championship. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. A newly promoted team that can say that. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Fair enough. It's always a qualifier. Has to. And then, as I mentioned on uh, the preview show, we brought back Jack Harrison. Uh, we signed Helder Costa to a permanent and Elian Messier to a permanent. But those are guys that were here last year, so they're <clears throat> new signings. Yeah, absolutely, and and very important uh, as as the part they played in bringing you guys up from the championship um, with all those comings and goings. Uh, what do you think you guys are going to do this season? Obviously we, we were all worried that you were going to pull a Villa or a Fulham 
and spend a hundred million uh, for no apparent reason on players that don't really do much. And uh, you haven't. Um, you've signed absolute quality for about sixty-five million. Uh, so, what do you think uh, are Leeds' chances this season? Um, because so far, that sort of eleventh to fourteenth is getting kind of crowded. So, where do you think you're going to finish this season? I said twelfth on our preview show, and I I still think twelfth. Uh, we signed quality. We kept the whole squad together, basically, other than Ben White. And we have Marcelo Bielsa. Uh, that so accounts for six points of, in itself. <laughs> yeah. The lack also of an offseason is for minus six points tough. in itself, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I th- they kept the squad together. You know, they know how to play with each other. So the shortened offseason isn't going to hurt as much. Although their signings are on international duty, so that hurts bringing them in. But the first five matches are... I don't think they can really expect more than four or five points anyways, because they have... Liverpool, home to Fulham, um, at Sheffield, home to Man City, and home to Wolves. So that's five points max I would be over the moon with. But you get it out of the way early, you break up, you're breaking your new signings, and you're on your way. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Fair enough. Um, anything you'd like to plug, my friend, or talk any shit? Well, I tell him he could talk some shit, but uh, Chelsea's already left the room, and Man U <laughs> couldn't bother to show up. So telling telling Leeds universally what they kind of think of them already. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So uh, I just want to say I'm the treasurer for American Outlaws Baltimore. So any of you U.S. national team fans, Check out your local American Outlaws chapter, theamericanoutlaws.com. Uh, American Outlaws Baltimore, our home bar is Diamondback Tavern in Locust Point. Um, say hello. Uh, we also, the 2026 World Cup, Baltimore is bidding to be a host city. So that's, hold on, I wrote the email address down, or the website down. BaltimoreMD2026.us. Cal Ripken's on board. What else do you need? <laughs> and then, Fair enough. Leeds United America's on Facebook if you're interested in Leeds. Excellent. Very good. Thanks right. a lot, man. Thank you, sir. All right. I'm up next. Thank you, and guys. Might, might I say, I just want to say, of all the copy I received from people, this was hands down the best sentence written. Uh, we are going to move on to Leicester City. Mark, it is an American son of a Leicester lass. What a fucking line. That's all right. It's a great line. A lot of L's in that sentence. And has been a Leicester fan since. A contributor on Premier Punditry during Leicester's current Premier League run. Mark, how the heck are you, sir? I'm good. Wonderful. Yeah, so, yeah, my mother actually grew up uh, where you could throw a rock and hit Filbert Street. So, um, in the Elston neighborhood of Leicester. So, uh, but she married my dad, so and and we they moved away. So, <laughs> but um, but I've been following Lester all along. So uh, when when we won the title, everybody thought, well, we're uh, um, I, I was a Fairweather fan. Like, oh, you're a Lester fan, right? I'm like, yeah, I've been a Lester fan since a kid. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm the strange American Lester fan who who has a history in Lester. So it's uh, very interesting. Fantastic. Um, so recap last year for you uh, real quick, shortly. Yeah, we beat our, – our, our season last year was defined on the South Coast. We beat Southampton 9-0, and we lost 4-1 to Bournemouth when Casper Smichael played red ass with one of his defenders. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so, so that, was, that was last year in a nutshell. I mean, 
So, so last year we really, you know, we really started with a bunch of young players, um, some, some leftover champions, um, some good talent and a lot of young players, um, overachieved, I think, um, you know, in, in getting up to third before the startup came back to earth after the startup down. And then we ended the season pretty much playing a squad that looked like a, an early round uh, cup team because we had a lot of people hurt, um, a lot of youngsters being played, uh, people getting suspended and so on. So um, I think, I think we ended where I, uh, I would have thought that um, you know, we would have, you know, been glad to happen in the start. I mean, we qualified for the Europa league, you know, Leicester, Leicester's an interesting club because their their stature in European football has been steadily growing to now they're up there on the top 20 of all the teams. Um, so their stature stature has been growing. You know, I think the, uh, the ownership, you know, they obviously went through a big transition when their uh, Vishai was uh, tragically killed. Um, the Sun has done a pretty good job top at, at keeping, keeping things level. You know, the city of Leicester, um, loves their owners. Um, there've been grumblings cause we aren't making signings and blah, 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 but, but that, that gets shattered down pretty quickly. So, um, in general, you know, uh, it's, I, I'm, I'm very positive. I think we're, you know, we're definitely, um, top 10 kind of to stay kind of in the Premier League and, and their stature is still just growing right now. So uh, I, you had mentioned uh, losing a few players. Obviously, the big one's Chilwell that everyone's talking about that just recently went to Chelsea. Um, real quick, who have you brought on and who have you lost to the club? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because, um, you know, if you, you've talked to my uncle, uh, he's he's about 80, lives in Counterstorp, Leicester, and he, he hated Chilwell. He's like, that guy needs to go. Um, and, you know, he's actually pretty savvy when it comes to Lester. He watches every game and so on. And, and I, I didn't hate Chilwell. I, I think that, you know, um, the ownership has a knack for selling, um, you know, young, the, these players when, when their time comes. And they got, I mean, we got 85 million for, or whatever it was for Harry Maguire. I mean, come on, really? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and, and so I think Chilwell was, um, you know, Definitely had had a lot of good qualities, but uh, you know, to me, a little bit up and down, I'd say. Um, so I think, I think you know, I'm, I'm fine getting the money for them. I, I do want them to uh, invest that before the end. Um, the one the one big signing that we actually have is uh, uh, we just signed Timothy Castanier from Atalanta in Italy, and um, he's a Belgian international. So we now have uh, three. Uh, solid Belgian internationals and Yuri Tielemans and him on the team. Um, he's kind of, a, um, I guess he's a, he's a, um, a, a fullback, but you know, has a pretty good attacking qualities as well. And, and people are just wondering um, what is, what is Brendan Rogers really going to do tactically with his fullbacks, wingbacks and so on. Um, uh, we have, uh, you know, probably one of the best right backs in Europe in Pereira. He ended the year uh, with an ACL, so he, he was out. But, um, you know, if he comes back to strength, then, you know, we, we, could, we could have that good attacking fullback play that, that I think Brendan Rodgers wants to do. Um, um, other than that, um, we haven't really signed anybody, but we have gotten players back from loan that were pretty big names uh, that were doing pretty well. Like we, we – we have Islam Slamani coming back from Monaco. Um, 
Also, Adrian Silva coming back. Both of those guys never really did much, but they're currently in the squad. So I think the one of the reasons we aren't making signings yet is because they're still figuring out what's going to happen with some of those names. Um, the, you know, Islam Slimani up until very real, or maybe he still is Lester's record signing. I don't know. I think they signed him for 28 million pounds or something. Um, he only ever scored like, you know, a few goals for Lester, but did very well at Monaco. So who knows whether they're trying to decide if they need to leave him around as a target man or move him to um, back to sporting or something like that. So, um, I think there might be a couple more players and there's noise that we might raid Burnley for a couple of players here. Um, I do think they'll bring in a, a center back and probably a winger before it's all done. And, and I, the, the, the ownership is very consistent. They only ever sell one big player at a time. So I do not think they'll be moving anybody else. Well, um, particularly Burnley, get your hands on Tchaikovsky. That that would be a hell of a center back to get your hands on. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I think, definitely rate him as just a good, good hard man for a center back. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, our, we have, I mean, I, I would argue that Johnny Evans and uh, Kegler Soyuncu, I probably butchered his name, um, were probably the two best, most consistent center backs in the league for most of the year last year. Can't disagree so with that. That's tandem. pretty true. But that's a good tandem, but if uh, if Brandon Rogers wants to go three at the back, there's a big drop off to Wes Morgan and then he's got some filling guys. So and I think Brandon Rogers would want to have the flexibility to do that. So I think they need another big name center back to, to, to be there, I think. And so they will probably get somebody whether it's a big name or not i don't know but we'll they will get one so you 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 certainly you've already stated you feel that they're a top 10 team to stay how do you think they fare this season particularly um who knows <laughs> it's so hard to predict with lester uh well in europe uh, I th- who knows how much europe affects a, a smaller squad as well the extra yeah, games I think they want to do well in the Europa League. I think that, you know, Brendan Rodgers wants to do that. Um, I think, I think we're top, uh, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're probably outside really, if you, to be realistic, we're outside the top six that we aspire to right now. So um, ninth, eighth or seventh, I'll, I'll just go with, uh, mm-hmm. I'll go with eighth this year. Eighth and a pretty good run in the Europa League is, is re- to be realistic. That's what I think that Lester's going to do. Um, I would like to say that they're going to challenge for the top four and stuff, but um, you know the, the top four is so hard. I mean, I think I think our our title is going to reign for a long time yet to come as the most shocking thing to happen in the Premier League. Oh, absolutely! Um, I don't see anybody else, you know, managing to even break into that top four, including us. So, and, and for me, I'm I mean, I'm okay with that. I remember I I'm a Leicester uh, from a lot. I mean. I remember the, the years of being a yo-yo team and all that stuff. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for us to, to have that title and have that be a unique thing for some number of years to come. <laughs> that's, that's, that's perfectly fine. I got to live to see it. My uncle got to live to see it. You know, so I'm, I'm very happy. And in, in all of this, uh, there's been one obvious question that, that hasn't been asked yet that I need to ask you. And you don't have to divulge any specifics, just a yes or no question. Did you have any money on it during 5,000 to one? Uh, no. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Worth a try. No, I actually, I actually predicted them to get, well, the year before that I predicted them to get, I did predict them to be uh, better than 
everybody thought when they brought Claudia Ranieri in that that it was going to be relegation, and I mean, you know, everybody thought it was the end. And I said, you know, I think I think with their squad and the the way that football team is run, I think they'll probably you know be safely in like you know mid table. And I was very alone in even saying that. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I can take a little bit of credit for that, but no, I didn't have any money on it. All right, (laughs) Uh, Mark. Anything you want to plug? And how can uh, Leicester fans find each other in the United States? Um. So um, I I have a my my Twitter's USA Foxes, but I really don't do that much with it. Really, I I'd say if you want to connect with Leicester fans in the U.S., the longest serving Leicester club in the U.S. is is the New York Foxes Club. So I would basically follow them, and then everybody follows them, and then you can kind of go from there. But there there's a there's a lot of clubs, uh, uh, supporters clubs that have grown up in the U.S. over the years. Um, so uh, the, and, and I know that they're all over. I know there's Atlanta, Vancouver, Colorado, uh, California, you know, um, all over the place. So, so, you know, Twitter's a good place to find them and follow the New York Foxes and everybody who follows him and you'll be in pretty good shape. Excellent. Thank you. Do, so. Thank you very much for joining us, Mark. Sammy, who do we got next? So we've got Liverpool oh, Football fuck Club. Oh, fuck off. Liverpool Football Club. Oh, fuck off. Uh, we've got Josh, a player extortioner for the Mighty Drunker United Football Club. Okay, so I spelled it wrong. How about you say it the right way? You just said the wrong word, which okay. I was actually going to agree with you. He's definitely on more money than he should be uh, for us. <laughs> definitely is an extortionist. Um, but you all are about to hear him talk more than we ever have. And we play football What's with up, him every boy? week. So, Josh, uh, what's going on with Liverpool? Uh oh. Hey Josh, how oh. you doing? <laughs> Hello. Good. How are you doing? I'm good. Producer right. Mel, go ahead. <laughs> ah, good to see you guys. I haven't seen you in a while. I haven't played indoor in a while. But yeah, I mean Liverpool's been doing pretty good. I mean they haven't ever had much going on this off season. Had like one signing the entire time. So it's kind of sitting there seeing if they're going to try to sign Tiago or not. It's been like the one thing they've been having going for the last like three months. Excellent. Sam, yeah. you're the one actually well, was, conducting this part. I so. forgot they didn't really didn't was, bring anybody in to be honest. He yeah. was somehow uh, <laughs> on his phone messing around. No, I was not. I was on my iPad uh responding to Mr. Mark there oh, okay, uh, who gotcha. just spoke thank you in the chat, which has been lively during this entire show. Thank you all for getting involved. Um so what key departures have you made? I really haven't seen anyone leave the club either to be honest with you. Yeah, the only like the two big ones were Adam Alana went on a free to Brighton which she'll probably do well down there because um, he was really wasn't getting any playing time with Liverpool. Yeah, um, and then and then had the uh, lost the he sold off the greatest defender in the world, Dejan Lovren, then at St. Petersburg. <laughs> <laughs> right. So somehow they got like 11, 11 million for him. So there's like the only two like major departures they had the entire time. Everyone else has pretty much stayed pat and they haven't really done too much else. I mean, they tried to, they were playing with Timo Werner for forever until he went to Chelsea because they decided they kind of didn't want to pay the amount for him. And then now they're just kind of trying to figure out if they want to try to pay 30 million for Tiago from Bayern, which who knows if they're even going to do that or not. Yeah. I, honestly, I think that that, that might be an improvement, but it definitely adds depth and adds yeah. some competition for places at the very least. That's the main thing. Yeah. I think you're, you're kind of middle three in Fabinho or maybe middle four Fabinho, Naby Keita, uh, obviously, Virgil Van Dyke and um, uh, Joe Gomez are pretty much locked in. To be honest with you, I think their their first four names on the team sheet 
besides that front three? Yeah, like Tiago is definitely quality, and then he just definitely had depth. You saw once uh, Jordan Henderson got hurt last year, that definitely is when our form definitely dipped a lot. And then yep. that's where a lot, like we lost the Arsenal, we lost Arsenal, lost the Watford. And then even after the restart, when Henderson wasn't in, they just weren't the same team. So Absolutely. they definitely need him to be able to compete in any kind of cups and stuff next year, too. Yeah, completely agree. 100%. Champions for the first time in 30 fucking years. Yes. With that was, not much happening really this summer, what do you think you're going to do? Can we see a repeat, or uh, are you all going to fall by the wayside into third? Uh, no, I mean they'll, they'll definitely challenge for the title. It's the problem is that the league is definitely a lot more will be a lot more parity this year because it's definitely not going to be as top heavy as it's been the last two years. I think with Chelsea signing everyone, and then Man U's picked up some good people, and then City's obviously going to strengthen. So I don't think it's definitely not going to be a 18 point lead at any point I don't think so uh, they'll definitely challenge the title if they can get someone like Thiago then I think they can not only challenge for the title but then also compete in FA Cup and Champions League more readily because I feel like the last couple years Klopp really doesn't try to do anything in FA Cup so he kind of just uses it as like a little third tier competition to do stuff with so if they have the depth I think they can challenge in all three Yeah, but absolutely. without that they'll probably but if they, if they can't sign Tiago and they're kind of stuck with what they have, then they're kind of just relying on everyone to stay healthy. And then if that's if that's their goal going forward, then I could see them not retain the title. Can someone else do a little more hungry coming up and catching this year? And then maybe they just focus a little more on Champions League or like an FA Cup. Yeah, 100%. I mean, so when you play your kids this year against Everton and James, uh, James Rodriguez, uh, you'll beat them 2-1 instead of 2-0, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Since they made their fantastic signing over there on Mm -hmm. that side of the room. Um, Anyway, uh, anything you'd like to plug or any shit you'd like to talk, my friend, especially to uh, our coach and uh, my illustrious co-host over on the other side. And by the way, I I say the word illustrious. He left during most of the interview. I know. He just got up and was like, I need the beer. I got to go. Yeah, fuck this shit. And uh, now I say illustrious. Uh, Obviously, the word Sam was searching for. And I would imagine... (laughs) that Microsoft word uh, changed it to extortioner was extraordinaire because you score a boatload of goals for us, my friend. So uh, as the heart and soul of drunkard, well, not I'm the soul, but as the, uh, as the goal machine and heart of uh, drunk. So I think yeah. the word you're looking for is the talent. Of <laughs> yeah. DU Fair enough. Club. Fair enough. Is there anything you'd like to say over on that side of the room? Because I know, that us beating you the last two times out, you have nothing to say to me. Uh, any shit you'd like to talk, my friend, or any uh, uh, social media you'd like to plug? Uh, don't have any social media thing to plug. Kind of pumped pump for the season to start again. Uh, hopefully, now they sign Hamas Rodriguez, they might be able to get at least half Liverpool's points this year, as opposed to getting doubled up like they did last year. But uh, Haven't won any good in the last two times she came here, and the, uh-huh. one of those two times, you lost the fucking league there. Uh, yeah, it's okay. He might, maybe, maybe you can get a win in Anfield for first time in forever. Oh no, that'll never fucking that. happen. <laughs> that'll never happen. Yeah. <laughs> I say, then you got uh, and the only other big thing we had was uh, this while they're trying to get Tiago, they might. There's like a rumor that Genie Wanalda might go to Barca now that your boy Ronald Koeman's trying to, is trying to flirt with him. Somehow he went from Everton to the Netherlands to Barca, and now he wants to steal Genie Wanalda from us if we don't sign Tiago. <laughs> 
Uh, he's he already uh, went out and said, "I want Michael Keane too." So, how much do you really believe from him? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> that's fair. Absolutely fair. Yeah, that's how you keep. That's how you try to keep Matthew. Sign you sign Michael Keane and Genie Wijnaldum. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Messi will never play another game for Barcelona if that happens. <laughs> uh, that's simple. Copat to grab shites. Thank you very much. Next <laughs> oh, team, come on, damn. let's keep it moving. That's tough. Bye, Josh. I love you. Hey, Josh. <laughs> good seeing you. <laughs> no, always good to see producer Mel. Thank you. All right. So who are we on to next? Manchester City. Oh, no, Sammy. We didn't get anybody from Manchester City. I was driving back from an illustrious vacation down yeah. south. Nobody. Nobody at all. Well, you know what happens when you flat out refuse to do, do, to do the DU football show, right? What's that? It's the DU football show bump. It's pretty simple. All I got to say about Manchester City, they're getting relegated. That's it. I'd call you that, heard it here first. I'd call that the Manchester City slide. <laughs> 17, not 17th place. They're going down. Yeah, no, yeah, fair enough. Going down. The I, DU football show slide. Sorry. I and just don't see it. And I, I don't see it from their squad this season. I really don't. I mean, uh, we, we've, we've been an hour and 45 minutes already. So that's all we got to say about Manchester uh, City. What do we got to say done. about Manchester United? Uh, they signed a utility midfield player. They are still going to overpay for Jaden Sancho at some point between now and October. Yep. Uh, and Paul Pogba is apparently going to Juventus. Oh, really? Supposedly, allegedly, um, not going to happen. They have way too much on their wage bill. Right. So they it won't happen. Got it. Um, still haven't signed anybody in defense, uh, but they did bring back Dean Henderson from his loan and have not loaned him back out yet. So their defense is still shaky. Their goalkeeping, uh, goalkeeping is still shaky, and that's it. Very good. Relegated. All right. Well, then let's go on. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's go on to our next team, Newcastle United. Hey, Alan. Hello, Alan, the Old host, friends, uh, the host of the <laughs> Middle Class Holes podcast. Now, I'm going to do a PP run now. Okay, you do a PP run now. Thanks. Yeah, you should let me at least get through the the, the adults are talking. Oh. It's yeah, fine. It's very well said. Yes, the, the true talent. Talking. True. The real talent is on Thank the microphone. Thank you. Well, well said. The real talent is on the it, microphone. It just seems that Alan always seems to replace Graham when we need him. Nope. So, yep. Exactly. Yeah. I mean. You know, I, I just I just fill the holes so, just nicely for you. As we said, host of the middle class holes, also co-chair of um, the Mob Town Magpies, which is the supporters club here in Baltimore, Maryland for uh, Toon Army. And yeah, most man. importantly, smooth ass motherfucker that fills in whenever Mr. Graham can't do a show. Alan, how the fuck are you? I'm good, man. How's it going? Wonderful. Holy good. shit. Good, good this, to see all these faces. This is a fun summer for you, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it's been exciting. <laughs> uh, we didn't get the oil money, so fuck. Yeah, yeah, but yet somehow it's not a complete fucking train wreck. Like you like real business has been done. The team seems to look OK. Like Dude, what the you fuck see the happened? reaction of you see the reaction on my face. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Somewhere along the lines of trying to ram through a, an oppressive government to own the club, someone stole Mike Ashley's checkbook and he started spending money on actual logical signings. You know, <laughs> guys with Premier League experience, uh, internationals, 
fantastic. I'm I'm happy with it, man. I I cannot complain right now. Uh, I think I mean we we haven't lost uh, anybody. I know what it is. Ashley ripped off another country with Sports Direct's tax money, so he had a little extra and he bought a couple of players. That's what it That's, must have been. I, it, it had to be, <laughs> uh, dude. I, I'm I'm at a loss for words, quite frankly. Uh, so you know what? I'll take it, and hopefully things keep going along. You know, Callum Wilson. Uh, I think that's a solid signing for us. Mm-hmm. We definitely needed another forward. Um, well, like someone a, who will a, score more than one goal, unlike yeah, Joe uh, Kamalinton. You know, it's, it's a it's a w- good way to spend half of what you spent on arguably the most useless Brazilian uh, that has ever <laughs> stepped foot on a football pitch. So yeah. I, I mean, I'll take it all day. All day. Uh, English forward um, heard him and Shearer are, are, are old pals. Um, so, hey, I'll fucking take it. Just say Shearer's name, and that's really all you got to say to me. And, so and you got Fraser uh, today then, too, you know, didn't you? Right? Yeah. So Fraser came in today as well. Um, so I think the uh, what was said was that he actually like the decision was made once Wilson signed. He was like, "Well, it's kind of a no brainer at this point." Um, so. I'll take that one as well. I think we up front, that makes us a whole lot more dangerous. We have, we can not run St. Maximin into the ground like we were doing towards the tail end of last season. And I think you can slide Almiron into the middle a little bit, a little bit of false nine. Uh, I know he likes to kind of slide around. So, well, yeah. Some depth, well, some actual yeah, depth to some your actual team. depth, attacking depth. Uh, we've got plenty of center backs. So, you know, I know we've been talking. There's been talks of Rob Holding, but I don't know how far that's going from Arsenal, and I don't really want it. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, we'll see if, if whatever happens there. Whatever happens there, I think you, you we're probably going to sell off. Like, I would either think Fabian Shars on the chopping block. Um, we have a center back in there that could probably leave. Um, but Fabian Shar was your top goal scorer last season. Are you seriously he, going to get he, rid of him? He, dude, he does not. Bruce does not like him. I, I I don't know what it is. He he flourished under Rafa, but under Bruce, he's regressed. And and uh, you know he has did score a couple goals, but he was suspect every time he was out there defensively. He um, outscores your center forward. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, who you telling? I, I'm aware. <laughs> not not hard to do when your center forward <laughs> scores one yeah. one goal. So what yeah. I see is Steve Bruce standing over top of the dumpster with a gasoline uh, yeah. on the pour. The old petrol and a match in the other hand, ready to reignite the just burned out dumpster fire. Okay. Yeah. No, he's definitely, this is Ashley's way of being like, see, I bought intelligently this time. It's definitely <laughs> fucking Steve Bruce. So, uh, right that, around that Christmas actually time. Could be fair. Yeah. Right around Christmas time, we should be, you know, we should be looking for somebody with very little Premier League experience to take us down. Yeah, uh, you'll probably sell. <laughs> you'll probably sell Almarone to somebody during the January transfer window. Uh, uh yeah. Well, yeah. either him or St. Max, one of the two. Whoever's got more goals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, they'll be gone. Whichever, whichever one. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm happy with it. Jamal Lewis should be firm tomorrow. I believe they accepted our bid as well. So that's why I say I think we're losing the center back because honestly, I think Dummett's going to slide over um, and just provide cover in the middle mm-hmm. and can double over on the left. And then you'll still keep on. I think he's going to hold on to Mankio, Kraft, and Yedlin. Might see one of Kraft or Yedlin go. I would hate to see Yedlin go as an American, but uh, it just hasn't worked out recently. So, yeah, overall, I am not too mad, man. This is the first time I didn't get on this guy here with you and uh, say, you know, fuck this club. But, yeah, 
Yeah, we're all right. <laughs> uh, you know, we got a solid start open to the season. I think we could put some points on the board right around Christmas. Shit gets crazy. So if we don't put some points on the board, we could be in some serious trouble. Um, but yeah, I feel good. Uh, where do you think you finish? Um, <laughs> optimistically, if everything clicks, we stay healthy. I would l- like to try to improve on back to back, what, 13th finishes and try to get up in that. 10th range. Right. That would be ideal. But I think if Newcastle does a Newcastle, we should uh, flirt with relegation, peel away, and finish right around 13th or 14th. <laughs> uh, so, kind of yeah, the normal move. Far for the course. But no, I think we have the capabilities. And if we, like I said, we stay healthy and these these signings do produce like they can, um, maybe not, not always have, but can, then I definitely think we can start poking at that top 10. Excellent. Uh, anything you'd like to plug? Uh, no, I mean, you plugged it for me. So, uh, yeah, everybody, uh, Tune Army Baltimore or, or at Mobtown Magpies on all the social medias for uh, the Tune Army Baltimore page. Uh, we're we're bar cousins with Arsenal. Uh, we have the Abbey up in Mount Washington, yep. um, and they're fantastic. So they are opening up at, I think, 50% capacity. They, they texted me the other day. So we will probably be moseying on in there, not to too many of us, but if you are up for, for a match, come come join us. And then, uh, yeah, as you said, the middle class holes, I'm a host of another podcast is called the middle class holes. That's MDL class holes at MDL class holes on all the social medias. We just talk about random shit. So if you like three guys drinking beers, talking about random shit from aliens to David Hasselhoff hits, sign us up, man. Find us on Spotify, Google podcast, all that good stuff. I got a lot of time for that talk. (laughs) <laughs> they do a wonderful podcast uh, As much out, as I hate you my friend I love you as well <laughs> And I do just want to say thank you Because I could not be Batman If you weren't the Joker Oh I, I got it You got it bro We need each other And I, at the same time The world is not in balance Unless there is a force of good and evil Yeah Dare, dare I say this is very Brad and Paul like <laughs> <laughs> You know hey I'm glad to be the yin to your yang or the yang to your yin, whatever one philosophically works. Just go ahead and plug that one in there. Uh, but yeah. Alan, do you want to be a yang or a yin? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't Confucius know. I'm not going to answer the question. Took too I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stay off of that one. Uh, but yes, I love you too, Graham. Good to see you. You as and well, my friend. I, producer Mel, I miss you so much. And big man, you know, you my boy. Hells yeah. You're, you're, Love you, baby. You're, you're my number one co-host. Just got to say, you're not my number one co-host. <laughs> hey, fuck off. Right. Uh, 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 uh. Fuck as, off. as long as Graham is number three, that's yep. all I care about. It doesn't matter who's two. I'm one. Perfectly fine. Hey, oh, uh, third mic over there. Also, by the way, babies do around October 29th. So start keeping okay. your schedule clear. <laughs> you yeah. got it, buddy. Yeah, you're going to have some shows to do. <laughs> yeah. might have to I, will, I will mark it down. Josh took like, most of our money on his last contract, though, so we can't pay you as much as we did last time. <laughs> oh, well, it's just really ice houses and, and <laughs> yeah, whatever else you're yeah. pouring. So yes, I'm good with baby. it. Uh, the uh, high quality ice house. <laughs> Look Alan, at that, Look at that uh, stuff. When uh, David, representing Leeds, was last in the studio, he did bring some high quality beer for producer Mel, so the bar has been raised. All right, I'll treat you right. I'll bring you some stuff. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thank you, Alan. Sammy, who we got next? All right, so we've got Sheffield United next. Um, The lot that left a weird taste in Sam's mouth. 
uh, earlier in the show. Uh, Nick was unable to join us tonight due to medical marijuana being legalized about 24 months ago. Um, so he's I mean, I'm here. still super high for the first time. Uh, just kidding, of hold course. On, hold on. I have words for Nick. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's all I would say. Uh, uh, but he did give us a quick overview. Um, he did find the time to email in through his bloodshot eyes. Nick <laughs> is the founder. Uh, he is the founder of at Blades in the USA on Instagram. That's at Blades underscore in underscore the underscore USA uh, on Instagram. So make sure you follow that uh, for all things Sheffield United. Uh, their key signing, obviously, was Aaron Ramsdale. They lost a hell of a keeper in Dean Henderson. Yep. Uh, and signing uh, Bournemouth's Aaron Ramsdale was massive for them. Um, obviously, Bournemouth defensively was garbage. We talk about it's an old trope on this show. Uh, eventually, the dam will break, yep. um, depending upon how much pressure it's put under. And their defense, minus Nathan Ake, was not up to snuff. And Ramsdale was put under immense pressure. He did give Bournemouth a chance to stay up. Almost on his own. And unfortunately, they did succumb to the, the death of relegation yep. uh, uh, towards the end of the season. They're actually the final day of the season. Um, their key loss was a, a, a young talent, actually, uh, in Luke Freeman. Um, currently happy. Uh, he's happy, I'm sorry, with the squad. Uh, and he sees him having a similar season to last year and picks them for 10th. Dead center in the middle of mediocrity. We like to call the Burnley place. Yes. <laughs> uh, he would like us all to rejoice that Sheffield uh, Wednesday... Wanks Day, as he refers to them, uh, have been docked 12 points to start the season. And he wants to wish everyone the best of luck, uh, except Leeds and West Ham, because fuck you guys. Um, <laughs> and lastly, up Dublin. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes the Sheffield United portion of the podcast. All right. Well, next up is Southampton. Good old airplane mode. Yep, we love them, don't we, Sammy? We do. And this cunt better represent the neighborhood well. I'll try. All ODS, right. baby. Kenny Glenn, neighbor and friend of Sam Graham. I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> really, Ken, you, you and me right now. I, I, I'm so I, fucking I, sorry I, you I, have to I, live around him. Well, here's the deal. It, it's nice to finally talk to the more talented Sam on this podcast. Um, remember when I first met Sam Graham and he told me that uh, you guys had a podcast. I was like, geez, the other guy better be good because he's got to carry this asshole. So uh, Ooh, but, uh, I know where you live, you cunt. I mean, I, he's, I, know, the I, man, I know where you live. The man hey, listen, speaks truth. I had to, I had to you hit the mute button on Graham. Like, listen, let, let brand the new man baby. Speak All truth. I got to do is walk over there when I get home at three in the morning and hit that doorbell. And he's got three <laughs> hours of fucking shit to deal with. And guess what? And I know where you live, Sam. <laughs> yeah. And I know where your baby's coming. Fair enough. And Fair enough. And motherfucker. And Kenny is a huge fan of Ralph Hampton. I mean, Southampton. Um, yes. Interesting year last year, and I know uh, you know people bring up the nine nothing loss, but I mean that really did change your season one thousand percent. It it one hundred percent did. But I, I just uh, before we get into that, Sam, I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah, no problem. I have a, I have an official prepared statement here from the Southampton International supporters, and I'd just like to read that if that's all right with everyone. Please. Um, it, it reads: Eat shit, Roy Keane. So I just like to say that. Um, like, <laughs> <laughs> our captain, and um, if you come at James Ward Prowse, you better not miss. Um, so, really, like, just eat shit, Roy Keane. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, Mark had to bring it up earlier when uh, he was talking about Leicester, the the nine nothing um, defeat um, after that 
game. I, I turned that game off probably about, uh, I think I made it 50 minutes into it um, before I had to turn it off, but um, it did turn our season around because it ended the Angus gun experiment. Um, you know, I think we brought him in. We were like, Oh, he was good enough to be a backup at city. So he could start here. Um, so it really brought McCarthy to the fold um, after that. And I don't think we've looked back ever since. And um, I think, I don't know if this has been officially confirmed yet, but I don't think Gunn's going to be the, the backup. I think Forster's coming back from Celtic and uh, should be our backup keeper to McCarthy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So he's looked, he's looked really good in preseason. So that's, uh, you know, where I, where I read my Saints stuff, that's the big scuttlebutt there is that the Angus Gunn experiment may, may well be over. Uh, um, so as far, I please go ahead and do the, uh, the key additions to the team, but uh, as far as key losses, it seems like you lost your entire midfield. Uh, yeah, it does seem like that. Um, you know, I know that uh, uh, Pierre-Emile uh, had some disagreements with Ralph. Um, you know, it kind of takes a lot to get the captaincy stripped of you um, kind of midway through the season. Um, so we were happy to let him go to Tottenham. Hope he does well for you guys. But um, really, if you're not on board, get the fuck out. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, like Lamina and Reed um, going to Fulham, I mean, that's good for them. Um, you know, I, the Reed one kind of shocks me because we need the depth um, in central midfield. I know we're still kind of looking at some people. We might grab someone. There's reports going around that we might be after this guy, Olivier Nitchum from Celtic. Apparently, we just try to take all the best players from Celtic. We loan players to Celtic, and then we bring them back. Um, but coming in, um, Kyle Walker-Peters uh, came in last season for us, um, really kind of stabilized that right-back position. I think the moment was a little too big for Jan Valerie, who was a young guy um, on the team. So I think he's going to move back to the bench. Um, and Kyle Walker-Peters was just so solid. Um, and then, you know, they both ended up replacing uh, new Arsenal man, Cedric. Uh, you know, now Sam's got to deal with him and his multiple contracts. Um, Before he even made his debut. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. The most Arsenal then, thing uh, Arsenal have ever Arsenaled. And, and honestly, like, you know, we're going to be able to score goals. Um, you know, the team, I think we, we beat Swansea 7-1 in an exhibition. Now, again, it's Swansea. Um, but I think the team's going to be able to score goals. The question with us has always been, can we can we – have a solid back line. So we brought in Mo Salasu, big, tall guy. He should push Bednarik and Stevens for, for starting. Vestergaard looks to be the odd man out. Um, there was rumor that they were going to send him to Leicester. Um, we're also looking at another guy, shocker, from Celtic, uh, Christoph Azure, who's six foot six, <laughs> and I guess we're trying to make him the, the white Virgil van Dyke, um, yeah. trying to bring him over <laughs> and then ultimately sell him to Liverpool. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of, you know, where we're at. Um, you know, I'm excited. The team is pretty much set. Um, it's kind of, we're playing with the same pieces, um, from last season. I don't think Calif is going to get into the starting lineup till a couple games in until he feels a little bit more comfortable, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll see who else they add. I mean, we need center midfield depth, but love the team. Um, love the attacking style that Ralph's brought in. And I mean, going from nine, nothing and thinking that, Oh shit. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to claw um, to feeling pretty comfortable towards the end of the season. Um, it was a really good feeling. All right. So, what? How do you think the team's gonna finish up this season? Where do you think they're at? So, I, I sent this in a text to Sam Graham um, the other night, and he accused me of smoking the same uh, <laughs> medical marijuana that uh, our our Sheffield friend uh, <laughs> uh, was taking. But uh, I I think the ceiling, and again, we're gonna talk ceilings and floors. Um, I think the ceiling's like an eighth. Um, again, we can score goals. <laughs> it is phenomenal. I know people are going to laugh at that, but um, 
Shea Adams, I think, started to find his groove um, towards the end and then in the restart. Um, so I really like him. I like uh, Obafemi and Long off the bench, um, our Irish attackers. Um, and then I think like I think Floor is probably like a 13th, like 14th, 13th, 12th. If ever if people get hurt, like if James Ward Pross goes down, then who knows what's going to happen. But right. um, again, if they stay healthy and they're clicking. I believe in Ralph. I think people, I think the players have bought into Ralph's system a lot. Um, you know, I, I, I think Nathan Redmond's going to have a great season. Um, Musa Gineppo is coming back from injury. So he's going to be a nice boost off the bench um, and can plug in and start and kind of take over and attack on the wing too. So, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens when they get out on the pitch, but um, pretty excited about this season. And I think, uh, I think Ralph's the right man for the team and, and looking forward to hopefully starting strong and finishing strong. Excellent. Very good. Um, how can people find Southampton across the United States? Um, what, what's the supporters group, all that good stuff? You know, there's not um, as big of a presence. There, there used to be a, a pretty solid chapter here in Baltimore um, that started. We, they used to watch games at uh, Salancha down in Fells. But um, uh, the places that I go to follow it, um, it's United States of Southampton FC on Facebook. Um, and then at Saints Marching underscore on Twitter um, is where I go to interact with Southampton fans, get my news and try to tweet and talk to other people. So. Excellent. Anything else you want to plug or shit talking you want to do? Um, I just want to say that I really hate Mauricio Pellegrino. You know, he almost made us relegated. And uh, I mean, some of the signings that he brought in were just awful. So um, he's on my shit list um, for the rest of life. Um, you know, Mark Hughes came together and cobbled us, uh, staying up. So, um, you know, I, I don't like to hold grudges, but for that one, I will. So I'd just like to wish him terrible, terrible things. Excellent. All right, Sam, can you play nice on the next one? No. <sighs> play nice on the next one. Ah, there you go. Hey, um, uh, uh, Mark, have Adam. Don't play nice. Be so, mean. uh, let me get, let me get the intro out. Next up, we have Tottenham Hotspur your former Champions League finalists and now proud owners of a three-star Amazon Prime review uh, for a documentary about fuck all. Uh, Here is my good friend, Mark, uh, who one fateful day many moons ago walked into a gas station I worked at and I asked him what football team he supported. An Englishman surprised an American said the word football. He then became uh, a wonderful dart shooter for our our dart team Mm -hmm. and a very good friend of ours. So Mark, it's been a pleasure talking shit with you over the years. And I'm very excited for the next four minutes of this. (laughs) Oh, well, I was was just about to go to bed. I thought you was done with me. (laughs) (laughs) So what's, what's it look like for the, uh, the old Spurs this season? Some, some comings, some goings, uh, what's happening? Not enough comings, too few goings at the moment. The greatest signing, obviously, was Hoiberg from Southampton. I think he could be the new uh, Roy Keane for Tottenham in the middle. Well, with all that, what do you think Tottenham's actually capable of this season? Um, We saw some kind of shocking defending at times, but you've gotten rid of Jan Vertonghen. You're Tongan, I'm sorry. And Hugo Lloris recovered from that terrible elbow injury. You never want to see something like that happen. A freak little incident uh, when he fell back into the goal. What do you think Tottenham's actually capable of this season? Obviously, you have Harry Kane up top. You have the world's nicest man in uh, human son uh, as well. And Steve, uh, Steven Berg, uh, Bergvine excuse me, um, actually scored some goals towards the end of last season. So 
Uh, what do you think you have uh, realistic chances this season? Um, Ex- excuse me, Sam. Inspiration to the children. The children. <laughs> the children, Sam. An inspiration to the children. Sam's favorite player, human song. Uh, so, <laughs> what do you what do you think your chances are this season? Seriously. Uh, to be honest with you, with with the players that we've signed so far, my my one wish is if Gareth Bell could come back. I believe I really do believe we can be title challengers because the team we do have, if they can gel together, there's really no stopping them. I do believe top five, if uh, and and if he plays, sorts himself out. It's a great team, and they've got great backup for the reserves. My only concern is Deli Ali. I, I do believe that he's going to get pissed off very shortly and Bergwin is playing in his position. So does he stick around or does he dance in his pants and want to leave, you know? But I, I'm, I'm very optimistic. As long as we finish above that shit Arsenal and shit Chelsea, I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. And late on that note as well, Sam, Big Sam, you bought two players. You admit you're top ten at the most. You're not even in the top seven. Sorry, mate. All right. <laughs> we'll we'll see after we beat you on Sunday. Extra cojones coming from Mark. Yep. Um the uh yeah, so I don't think there's enough beer at the new brewery at the stadium to afford six hundred grand a week for Gareth Bale no, without financial fair play implications. Also, the only reason he would play football is because it rains too much in London for him to play golf, um, which is <laughs> <laughs> which is a fair point, I think, that I just made. Um, so any uh, anything you'd like to plug, Mark? Any uh, shit talking you'd like to do besides the, the, the poor excuse for shit talking you've already done? <laughs> No, I'll be honest with you, I'll be here all day if I should talk uh, Arsenal. <laughs> the, the only thing I'd like to say last of all is West Ham, you're going down. Yeah. 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 We, we've got more on that later. <laughs> that's that's about to come. <laughs> From their own supporter, by the way. <laughs> yes, exactly. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, well done, mate. Cheers. Excellent. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you. So uh, on to West Brom. Obviously, we did West Brom last week with uh, with Jordan from uh, West Brom USA, but they did make a uh, a huge, huge signing uh, this uh, past week when they uh, brought on uh, Grady uh, Diangana on the permanent from West Ham, which is really yes. We're getting the twats and the the shitheads and all the little signs being put up by Paul in the Zoom. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> love it. So uh, which also brought on a lot of ire from the West Ham supporters with losing them. Yes, uh, they are also um, uh, currently there. There's talks of them getting back uh, Philip Kromvanovic. Uh, they're close to making that deal. Uh, he'd, he'd been shot down a few times, but it seems like it's going to happen. Really not much else to report. I think we kind of covered it all last week with Jordan, who did an excellent job. And hats off to the to the West Brom fans. They came out in full force listening to the show and uh, supporting. So give, give credit there. Boing, boing. Yeah, boing, boing. <laughs> you know, again, much like John Terry, their most fav- famous person likes to steal other people's wives. That's kind of what they do, right? That, I think, is the main <laughs> takeaway. All right. Um, now let's go to a uh, darker tone. Now on yeah. a very special Drunkard United football show. 
Uh, so Jim has gotten in touch. Our uh, resident, one of our resident, actually, West Ham uh, fans. We actually have a fair few of them uh, that listen to the show. But Jim, whose code name is Smokey, you've heard us talk about it before, is a longtime supporter of our show, but is also an international man of mystery and needed to remain incognito tonight, especially with what's going on with his club. Yeah. Uh, he has sent us a super secret and unfortunately dire outlook on the Hammers this season. Uh, Jim is with the American Hammers Network. Uh, looking over the summer so far, the Hammers have released seven players, including two strikers and a young prospect, Grady Diangana, which we just spoke about. Uh, this has brought a huge rift through the supporters, players, and the board. Uh, solid talent sold to a, complete, a competing Prem side for less than the player they are currently targeting. The only signing is the uh, obligated clause to finalize the paperwork on Suchek. It is looking very bleak for transfers coming in. Our scouting network is nearly non-existent. Most can see out. Pro- uh, most can see our problems in defense. So, to see that all we've been linked with is our attacking players. Yes, oh, yeah. uh, we need defense. Let's yeah. sign all the strikers. We've paid our board more in interest than we've spent on fullbacks in the last six years. Uh, the only thing that I can see happening is the sale of Declan Rice, and I would not put anything past the Dildo Brothers anymore. For the season outlook, it's just as bad, if not worse. We've lost squad depth, and it appears there will be no investment into the club. Last year, I could see at least three worse clubs than us. This year, I think we are the worst club. Newcastle, take solace. If Moyes is not sacked by January, it will be amazing. And if we're in the league next season, it will be a shocker. The ferryman strikes again. You can find them on YouTube at American Hammers Network. <laughs> we have shows every day covering it. Actually, be like your favorite soap opera, it sounds like. <laughs> uh, we have shows every day. Uh, they have ex-pros, pop quizzes, and their own version of Around the Horn, along with a bunch of other content. Paul says it sounds like you're reading an obituary. <laughs> it feels like I'm reading an obituary. Um, and like I said, I added in the part about the ferryman strikes again. Uh, and it sounds to be the case, sadly enough. Um, following a lot of the West Ham stuff on Twitter and just kind of keeping an eye on it all. Ain't nobody happy. No supporter. They are they are just all, well, fucking send us down now because everything's going to shit. Yeah, absolutely. And to support West Ham's upcoming relegation, you can buy a dildo at sex.com. <laughs> That's not do, a do thing. Do we have a it promo code for just, the DUFC? Yeah, type in the promo code yeah, DUFC. <laughs> type in the promo code Smokey. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, we have actually made it to the uh, end of the 20 teams, and we still got prediction time to do. All right, so Wolverhampton Wanderers FC. Paul is an original OG, one of the very first listeners of this show, has always been supporting, and is from the Houston Wolves and the host of the brand new Whole Lot of Wolves podcast. Paul, how you doing, brother? Good, good, good to uh, be on this, guys. Thanks for putting it together. It's been great. Excellent. Happy with last year for the most part? I mean, probably a little gutted that you're not in Europe again, but, you know, happy? Yeah, improvement on on the previous season, kind of missing out on that seventh place in Europe on goal difference, but a great run in the Europa. He kind of got a little kind of uh, a stretch to kind of game too far for us towards the end, but that run and and the league, some of the victories we enjoyed uh, was fantastic. So, uh, yeah, we'll take that improvement. 
Yeah, it, you, the, the problem with the Europa is the minute you see Sevilla, it's like, okay, we're out. That's it. It's over. <laughs> that team wins Europa every year. We're done. It's, it's kind of an, an interesting model that they they often target that tournament and look to win it, and, and that helps their, their kind of growth as a club and growth as a team so they can then go into the – Champions League and challenge again and if they come out of that they know they're going to be there or thereabouts in the Europa so it's that constant kind of constant cycle um, you guys were kind of quiet at the start of the transfer but you've made a couple of moves recently who all have you picked up well if, if you'd asked me this on Friday the, the dark clouds were setting in there would be uh, controversy around the Chinese pulling out of the UK because of 5G and Huawei and Fears over Nuno's contract, kind of whether Fosun as the owners knew what they were doing. Then come Saturday morning, boom, mic drop, 35 million, break the record for, for Fabio Silva. That kind of came out the blue. So I think that signing is, is great. It's exciting. I think it's a good combination to have with him and Raul up front, but Obviously, as an 18-year-old kid, you know, the pressure's not on him. He can he can start off the bench and come through. The next day, we followed it up. We uh, got Martial, who's a uh, left-sided centre-back, possibly wing-back uh, from Lyon, who did well in the Champions League last year. That's a little out of our normal uh, kind of profile of player. He's 31, got a little bit more experience, so I think that'll do well. So since the weekend, it's just been kind of name after name. And it seems like we're going to go certainly up to the first game of the season and maybe through to the end of the transfer window. And it's going to be uh, busy with uh, with some more ins and maybe a few surprise outs. Yeah. Um, do you think any of the team's going to get pillaged? I mean, there's there's certainly big talent on your side. And there's certainly, it's noticeable talent that you've got to figure big clubs are soon going to come after. It's like we, we chatted about this last season and I'm, you're always kind of nervous. You're kind of waiting for that big bid to come in on a, a Troyore or a Jimenez or, or a Neves. Not would cross my fingers, cross my toes. That hasn't happened again this season. And you tend to think, well, me anyway, that if it's one of those big transfers that costs a lot of money, those may tend to happen earlier in the the close season as the window opens to kind of give you that time to prepare for, to to get their replacements in. So as it stands, kind of all the rumours about kind of Troyer and Jimenez in, in particular have died a death recently, which is good. So I certainly don't want to poke that bear anymore. Yeah, that's the, the Triori seems to be the one that kind of uh, sticks with me mainly just because, you know, one of these bigger clubs could easily just go right near the end of the transfer window. We need an impact player here, 60 million. And it's really hard, really hard for a club like Wolves to say no to that. The only problem is, is then you can't spend any of that money. It's like you get it, but you can't turn around and get people in. It would be that uh, at the moment we... We're in a fortunate position, and this is crazy that we've we've kind of got an embarrassment of riches up top in those kind of the, the two wide forwards, and then Jimenez in the middle. So, if that bid did come in, I would hate it because he's such a player. But I I could see it happening. I could see him 
going and it wouldn't hurt us majorly in the short term and, and take that huge profit that we'll make off his sale, use that in the future because we don't forget kind of we're owned by an investment company. They want to be self-sufficient. Those types of acquisitions, if they're picking up folks for 18, 20, 25 million at a young age to get a profit on further down the line, that's maybe part of the business plan. So I think out of all those names, kind of Troyori is the one who can bring the biggest books based on his age and explosiveness. But for the Wolves in particular, it's, it's probably the easiest to, to replace if it was Jimenez and how crucial he is to, to the whole way we play, then I'd, I'd be really concerned. Um, so how do you think things fare out for the uh, squad this season? I'm, I'm confident now with these these incomings and the the chance of doing more business up until till the kickoff. I think as the season goes, I would definitely like us to be in the top half challenging for those kind of six sixth place for Europe, try and get in the, the Europa League again. And with, with fewer games, thanks to not being in this competition last year, putting a run together and having a good go at one of the domestic cups. Excellent. Very good. Besides your pod, please, please plug away at your pod, but uh, tell people how they can get in touch with other Wolves fans across the United States and, of course, your show as well. Sure. So the the club are really supportive in terms of support that they offer to to fans, not only in the states but but across the world, really. So we've got a dedicated web page to the official site, which is at worldwide.wolves.co.uk. At last count, there are eighteen supporters groups in North America, so you can go on there and and find where your nearest branch is. The club also launched a, a specific international member scheme this year, so you can actually join if you live overseas and kind of feel feel part of the pack that way. And yeah, just to, to plug the the new podcast, it is a whole lot of walls uh, across uh, iTunes, um, Google, Spotify, all the places that you get your podcasts. It's myself and Josh. We uh, had this idea meeting up at Houston Walls, and we think there's kind of a good um, good audience now building across the the states from the fan base. And each week we plan to have a, a guest on from one of the, the uh, other groups around the country to kind of preview uh, preview the upcoming game, uh, talk about the the, the last result and, uh, and and general rule stuff for the the fans here specifically in the states. Excellent. Well, just uh, I just got done before we started the show tonight listening to your newest show that just dropped. So congratulations on that, by the way. And yeah, thank you very, very much. Definitely. That's that's my on the way to work to show uh, show for tomorrow morning <laughs> uh, as well. I just want to make sure everybody knows it's whole lot of wolves. W-H-O-L-E-L-O-T-T-A. W-O-L-V-E-S. That one's pretty obvious. OK. Whole lot of wolves. Um, I'm. As you all well knows, but very well documented, I am a whore, and he showed us a lot of love uh, on their very first show. So I want to make sure we get a, get the point across and show him a lot of love back. So cheers for that, Paul. Really appreciate it, man. Thanks, guys. It's been a blast. Love you. All right. That that only took two hours. Now we still got to finish the show, Sammy. You ready to do that? Yeah. It's time to tell you what little we know it is prediction time. Uh, in this segment, we bet matches. I hit my bets on occasion. Graham loses miserably. Most of the time. Yeah. We also have a degenerate gambling friend, Pat, who chimes in with his pick. And occasionally we add in a listener. So, uh, Graham, what are you picking? 
I'm going to go for a very simple two-part parlay, uh, a bit of a homer bet. And uh, sorry, J-Dong, but uh, it's Arsenal to win over Fulham and Aubameyang to score. All right. How Pretty much straightforward. Uh, plus 120. Yeah. Uh, it means on like the one. odds on each of them were like minus, minus. 147. Yeah, they and were minus, both, I think it was yeah. minus 120 or minus 177 for the Arsenal win uh-huh. and minus 135 or something like that for Aubameyang to score at any time. So I had to parlay it to get some odds, huh? Yeah, that's it. So I'm betting $100 to win 120 Excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, as my producer is frantically running around when I could just hand her my page as well, so she'll be okay. Yeah, she poured beer on it earlier. <laughs> the dark days are over for Pat. Sports are back. Even not just, not just, you know, proper football, but he's got NFL to bet on now, NBA, MLB. The boy is happy. He is so, so, so happy again. So for this week's... And now... It's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. Another season, another high-interest loan. Ladies and gentlemen, we have sports back. And we are in full-blown pandemonium across the board of gambling. Every league is back this weekend, and it feels like Christmas morning. So I'm going to pick both the primetime games this coming weekend. And the first one couldn't be easier, but high risk. Liverpool versus Leeds. Obviously, Liverpool is a huge favorite at minus 345 just for the win. I will risk 345 to win the 100. He's that confident. Willing to do the high risk. And roll that 100 into Everton versus Tottenham. I'll take the Spurs at minus 118 to win 100. Doesn't realize we just signed Thomas Rodriguez and we're going to win the league, so y'all just need to (laughs) shut the fuck up. Um So I could either be up 200 after this weekend or be down 463 to start the season. Screw it. I'm a kid in a candy shop. Talk to you next week and let's enjoy the best time of the year. Dare I say that's a Graham-esque bet. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Definitely a Graham-esque bet. No doubt about it. By the way, one of our listeners actually sent in, Alan, also a Patreon member as well. He is. Yeah. So, Sam, how do you find Patreon? That's www.patreon.com backslash D-U football show. And we have many tiers to choose from. What a where good you can whore. Find many uh, pieces of extra content there. All right. Well, if he's a good whore, that makes me a great pimp. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Ah, the start of the EPL season where hope springs eternal. Look, Arsenal's at the top of the table. Fans of every club retain some optimism that this will be their team's team's year and that they will lift the trophy or at least avoid being a mouth breathing twats of Watford. Enjoy the championship <laughs> fat Drake. No, he's trying to get himself uh, brought up to the fucking prem again. Yep. Anyways. Well, did you hear what he said? Oh, quickly. Oh, uh, I heard the, the uh, Joe Linton gets paid 40 million and only scored one goal. Yeah. Newcastle paid 40 million for Joe Linton and scores one goal. I'm definitely still a Premier League footballer. I, I scored 10 goals on one leg, <laughs> yeah. is what I believe he said. <laughs> yeah. That would be very fat Drakean. That is and, how he rolls. And honestly, as much as I hate him, that's fair enough. <laughs> All right. Anyways, it's really weird for a season to begin with the teams facing the most turmoil isn't led by Matt, Mike uh, Ashley. Yes. Mark Noble and company are rising up against the Porn Brothers and in the final postseason friendly against a newly relegated side, saw them ship five goals. <laughs> They're on fire. All right. So uh, would you look at who their opening opponent is against? The Toon Army, who themselves have had a, a rough preseason 
And uh, so what he's going to pick is he is actually picking a nil-nil draw between West Ham and Newcastle and what will probably be the most boring game of the weekend. Now, he didn't give the odds. If he just picks the draw, that is plus 255. If he picks the nil-nil and hits the nil-nil, that is 950 fucking dollars. Wow. On a $100 bet. I think Callum Wilson's going to have something to say about that, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I'm seeing a 1-1 myself, personally. I Honestly, 2-0 two, two Newcastle for me. Uh, okay. I, it's West Ham are in a proper state right now. But now we get to the important part. Uh, here we now go. we get to the part where people actually win money. When push I the, point at you, button. that's when you push the button. Push the oh, button. sorry. I was, Let him I get, was giving dirty looks to Graham. I know. About Let him you. get his little wank off. Big Sam's lock of the week. Now, is that not what you want? Oh, it's what I wanted. Just produce me something. Oh, you wanted it more enthusiastic? No, no. I just wanted it on time, and I wanted you to read (laughs) the notes. You see what I'm working with here, everybody. You see what I'm fucking working with. Here we go with the tyrant. All right. (laughs) I wouldn't hit you if you didn't talk back to me. (laughs) Just read the damn bet. All right. So as we know, my tried and true method would have won you over $500 last year because I know how to pick games and Sam does not. So I'm going to go with a real simple one. I am also taking a parlay. Uh, actually, no, I'm not doing a parlay. I decided to back off the parlay. I'm just taking one thing. I'm taking uh, Timo Werner to score against Brighton, which will net plus 112 because I don't need to win the world in a day. I just little by little pick away. I finish in the black, you finish in the red, and I laugh at you while you take three shots of Can I again. quickly just say you're going to finish in Fulham territory, which is neutral? Uh, because Timo Werner was on international duty with Germany, and he's not going to play in this first game. Oh, he'll play. He'll come Don't think so. Match. Mason Mountain didn't play. Christian Pulisic didn't play for their countries. Guaranteed, Timo Werner doesn't see the pitch. All right, well, he's and your play. bet is going to push, unless he comes on for the last five minutes and doesn't score, in which case you'll lose. He's going to score. Don't worry about it. Um, how much How much money were you down last year? Doesn't matter. New season, mate. I think it was about three grand you were down last New season. New season. And I was up 500? New season. You should probably keep your mouth shut. Yeah, but you made all that money back in your COVID liquor sales. Damn straight. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm like Roman Abramovich myself. <laughs> now, that was a rather good segment. Yeah. But we give you more. Each week, producer Mel heads up to our chicken goop to chat with our world-traveling, big-game-betting hen. I give you Kitty the Chicken. All right, people. So Kitty was so excited to see me as she knew it was time for a new season of betting. Now, COVID hampered Kitty's social life, but it hadn't stopped it as she still had a many story to tell me about her and her famed circle she travels in. Now, this week, I gave her wolves traveling to Sheffield United, and Kitty quickly pulled up the Led Zeppelin movie, The Song Remains the Same. And in the bonus feature, wouldn't you know it? Well, there's Kitty hanging out with Robert Plant. Now, Robert is a season ticket holder and avid Wolves supporter, so obviously Kitty is taking the Wolves to win. So, uh, yeah, she's back in uh, ready for action. There we go. Bet better than us last year. Yes, well, that's also because she remembers to gamble legally and responsibly. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is where we would normally tell you about our adult league team, Drunker United Football Club, uh, but we are not playing currently, so we will not tell you about a team that is sitting around doing fucking nothing. Uh, instead, we decided to, uh, to do a draft fantasy league, um, and which is capped at 16 teams, actually. Yeah. Uh, so we did uh, put out instructions on the show. First 16 listeners, or well, 14, because me and you were in it. Right. First 14 listeners that got in, got in. The league is now full. Uh, and this will now be the segment in which we do that. Um, listen later in the week for a special show surrounding the actual draft itself, uh, which should be a lot of fun. It'll probably be longer than this show. Probably. Yeah, we're giving everybody like 10 hours of show I'm this week. You know, I'm tired right? just thinking about it. <laughs> yep. All right. So who do we uh, got? Who do we got? What? Well, is there any teams or anything? Or we're going to wait till the draft to talk about let's that. Let's wait till the draft to talk yeah, about let's, it. Yeah, we're already two hours and 20 minutes. Anyway. All right. Well, then that about wraps it up, boys and girls. Sammy, you got any parting words? I do have a couple of things. Guys, 2020 has been a hell of a year so far. Australia caught on fire. Kobe died. Murder hornets. A ton of social unrest. And of course, COVID-19. With everything that's happened just so far this year, it makes you stop, think, and take stock. Outside of the personal want, for appreciating friends, family, life, and nostalgia uh, for a safer, less tumultuous time. There are two things that really come to mind as it pertains to this show. First, I need to give a mention to Bud, the once proud police horse in the city of Newcastle that was celebrated for still serving after taking a punch in the head from now infamous Newcastle United football, uh, football club supporter Barry Ferguson, or I'm sorry, Barry Rogerson, uh, has sadly passed away, age 21. Not sure what that is in horse years, but a moment of silence for the brave, selfless service of this magnificent equine, especially the continuance thereof after this positively traumatic event. Secondly, all of you, those that have been with us from the start, those that have joined in and helped along the way, our many guests and listeners alike, thank you. We hope to bring the best adult humor and football banter unedited to you every week. Unedited language-wise. Mel right. does a lot of editing. <laughs> oh, so uh, much editing. Because we say um a lot. Uh, <laughs> yep. All the paper. Um, there. There was an um. Yeah, well, here it is right here because I lost my goddamn that place. you won't hear. Uh, <laughs> uh, I lost my place. Here we go. Uh, unedited to you every week. And you all are the backbone of the show. And we... Actually, well, we probably would do it without you because we love the sound of our own voices. Oh, yeah. But it definitely wouldn't be as much fun without you guys. Uh, to all the new listeners, welcome. We hope that you'll get involved and become part of the dysfunctional family we have created here over the last two seasons as we now begin our third. Just this Sunday gone, we answered a lovely question about breakfast in Baltimore City, helping a listener and friend out. It's not just about football, although that is the main bit. It's about relationships, banter, and booze. And we like to think that we have cultivated a fantastic array of wonderful people whom are witty, but not shy, and some great whiskey along the way. Cheers to all of you. Thank you for the support, the back and forth, and the friendships. And long may it all continue. Very well said, Sammy. Cheers, man. Nicely done. Cheers to you. Oh, I'm getting all the clumped. <laughs> All right, well, that, that's going to about wrap it up. I don't think I can say much better than that. Next up is injury time, which is us talking about the beers that we've been drinking all night. And then we preview the next week's action, which finally there's action again. It's not going to be Sam really blackout drunk rambling for two hours about uh, Fleetwood Mac like I did last week. 
Yes. And getting everybody's <laughs> names wrong. Yes. <laughs> although, although, in my defense, they all fucked each other. <laughs> like, they all slept with each other. So if I messed up one, they probably slept with each other at some point in time. So anyways, uh, we've, I think we've already plugged uh, the Patreon enough. So until next week, everybody. Welcome to season three, bitches! Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Put you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord. Looks great in shorts. Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. Hit the fucking new button!